Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everybody. Your friendly neighborhood producer here, Kato, with a quick heads up. This audio might sound a little rough coming in today because we ripped it from our live stream. There was a lot of loud AC HVAC noise in the background. I tried to get out as much as I could without making the voices sound un um intelligible. So I hope this is okay, but just a heads up, that's why the audio sounds off. But this is our E3 coverage, so I hope you all enjoy. Peace. <laughs> Okay, hi, Chaos we're still rains. here. We're gonna be in low-key mode. We're gonna go to a break for a second, in a, in a second. But I wanted to say hi to all the raiders coming in from next calendar. Raiders. We can- the next, oh right, we don't need these anymore. Oh yeah. The Chaos Raiders <laughs> of Next Lander. That's, that's a Next Lander. The Landers. Chaos Raiders. That's what they call their fans. The fandom. Not the Next Chaos Landers. Uh, no, the Chaos, Chaos Raiders. Raiders. Next oh, Lander God. has to go out there and make peace with the oh, Chaos no. Raiders, has mm. to like, the oh. Next Lander. Are you good? Um, yeah, I'm working on it. What are you working on? You just have to explain. getting the cameras up. Okay. okay. But that's it's just the, cameras. That's I fine. know, but that can very easily mean there's no there's audio. No audio. <laughs> no, no, we're good. Why is there a donation bar on this page? Oh, nice. It just what's it say? Does it say money? What's it say? That's not the right number. That's not. Don't give people a false number. I don't no. know what that. I got rid of it. I got rid of. Okay, it. that's no. not a real. That's a no. save point number, I believe. Yeah, from yes, a past yes, save point. So he just uh-huh. busted out the old graph. <laughs> just pulled out an old graph. I mean, kind, the, kind of working. He's fig- he's figuring it out. It would Can you crop? Just the colored, the the the, the, the green, colored, the green yeah, part, yeah. Right. and then just slowly yeah, yeah. uncrop it arbitrarily <laughs> as as we go along. As we move through it, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds possible, okay. certainly. I believe in him. Thank you. Yeah, same. I also do. <laughs> You're <laughs> welcome. You. Thank you. So thank you for joining me <laughs> in my belief of Kato. We are gonna. Do you want to actually take a break, or do we just want to stay in this kind of mode where we rotate out and go to the bathroom? Get some drinks, chat amongst ourselves. Do, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's, let's stay that. up. Do you want to start? I'm going to start by muting myself. Actually, Kato, can you mute me so I don't make that static sound? Yeah. Ah. Which I think you didn't know about before when you went downstairs to get food. I muted you Oh, and I go out of range? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Am I muted? Yeah. So, Patrick. Yeah, hit me. Is the spirit of E3 upon you? Has the, has the E3 fairy visited and given you your presents? I don't, I mean, uh, well, that doesn't really happen until Nintendo. Like, Nintendo's, like, the company that, like, speaks the most to yeah. me as, like, the, the games I like to play, so. And some of what I have heard will be there is, like, very exciting. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be, like, a one thing in particular that people are going to really like, and I haven't, I haven't seen it, but <laughs> whatever it is, it should be really fun. Um, so that's kind of where I'll get at the end of it, but I don't know, like it's, 
I don't know. I mean, it's again, like Austin said, it's weird to not go and do any of the stuff afterwards. Like, oh, look at all these games. Yeah. All right, I booked um, the the uh, the Square Mystery appointment. I now know what that game is. I'm gonna go play Final Fantasy Origins and like talk to the developers. Like, frequently, three, you do a lot of these. Like, the PR people are just like, usually they'll at least tell you based on what we know about you, this would be worth your time or this one yeah. wouldn't. Or they're like vaguely wink at like, it's a strategy game, you know, something like that. Um, so it's weird not to have that part, but I don't know. I like intellectual me, like, of course, hate, you know, should say they hate watching a bunch of commercials, but like, I do enjoy the fun of like sitting together with a bunch of people and just. Well, those commercials mm-hmm. usually show stuff that some of what, some, some of the things that are shown, we will eventually love. And I think that's part of like what we get excited about is uh, like the idea of hey, there's a lot of possibility here. It, I do feel I'm I'm curious um, your read on this. To me, it still feels like this is kind of an industry in a holding pattern, just broadly speaking. Well, I think that's what all that, that all that 2022 stuff really feels like. Yeah, just is nobody that a generational knows. changeover thing, or is that a COVID like the? I think it's I think being? it's column A and column B, but I think it's a lot of COVID. I think that is a lot yeah. of people. Like, this industry isn't really going to be firing at full cylinders until, like, the latter half of next year, which then makes things like 2023 will probably be just, like, full of... Hey, Patrick? Yeah. Which which box do you have? E. E? Okay. You're going to go down for a second. I have to All change right. the batteries on this end. All right, Pat. What's up? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be muted. Okay. Not... He told me I'm going. Hey, uh, are we... Well, we're staying up. Yeah. Okay. Am I back up? Kind yeah, of? you're back up. The World Ends With You has a new game coming out in, like, a number of weeks, months? Yeah. They showed it during that thing. Wait, did they? In the sizzle reel at the end. Okay. That's where Final Fantasy 16 was also. I didn't see it. Yeah. I it was literally, it. like, a second of, like, hey, remember that? I remember. <laughs> uh, June 14th is when we'll be able to play Final Fantasy Origin. That's June. That's this yes. week. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Maybe it'll be good. Am I back up or am I still muted? Uh, you're still muted. One second. Oh, all right. <sighs> so yeah, like, but we were just talking about like how this entire E3 has kind of felt. Just, uh, everything is kind of on pause. Yes. Um, and it's not just that, like, yeah, there's all the 2022, 20, like 23 stuff, but it also just feels like the maybe it's because everyone is now doing shorter, uh, like hype windows like right. shorter marketing campaigns yes. that it also feels a little bit less like in the past it always feels like you have a pipeline in your head uh, that's like you know a few years few years out and there's a lot of different things in it yeah and now it, like what you're what i'm aware of what i come out of this being aware of is actually still pretty limited yeah um, and so that's not like maybe that's healthier for the industry but i don't know if it's healthier for events like this dude the industry is so sick in so many ways that it's yeah. hard to judge a single place of health as being Wait, what do we mean by health? Anything, yeah, right you know what i mean it's like what's that you're not wrong though and even at e3 itself has now fragmented in the way the industry itself has right it yes. is no longer a monolithic yes. uh nor should uh, it be nor should it be it's, it's healthier that it's divided yes. up amongst we Achille and like a wholesome direct like all, the fact, totally. like that that uh, was I mean, we were headed that way anyway right. and covid just like Find, like revealed the truth of like that that was just happening anyway. Totally, I feel like we're podcasting now, even though we didn't do it right. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I see we're recording. We are recording. Yeah. Everybody, well, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. In. You should go to the bathroom. You can do an intro, and I can just come back. 
<clears throat> I'm going to say that whole thing was podcast. Okay. Yeah. What's sure. good, Internet? Welcome to Waypoint Radio, episode 403, I think. Three or four. It is Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. Yeah. You're listening to our mid-E3 podcast? Yes. That's the thing. We're recording it Sunday night. It's Sunday night. No, it's not. It's Sunday afternoon. It feels like it's midnight to us. Yeah, dude. It's like like somehow, even though it is only like 3 o'clock here, it is 11 p.m. on the West Coast. I don't know how this miracle happened, but uh, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, The... Vampires destroyed the sun. Yeah, in in Redfall. Redfall, not Blood Rip, the game I was going to say, which isn't a real game, probably not yet. Um, the uh, what was I actually going to say? I was going to say something else, and I realized we were basically doing a podcast. And I should wait to do that. Yeah. What were y'all just talking about before I came back? Yeah, I mean, it was just that idea of we always knew this was going to be a weird yes. trick. Yes. Um, totally. The question I've been trying to pin down is how much of that is because. We're in this generational changeover, yeah. which is made more complicated by the uh, shortage of hardware. And so I think, you know, it's like people are having a You're hard right. time. People already aren't stocked up with their PS5s or People whatever. have trouble buying video cards. Yes. People have trouble right. buying the consoles. Like, Well, and is that part of why one of the things we've seen a, a – a, uh, I'm using the word glut, right? Does glut mean a lot or a little? Glut means a lot. A lot. Yeah, okay. Um, I always get glut and there's another word I always get confused for it. A glut of indie games at this event. And I think again and again, literally every day, I've had someone message me saying, oh, you guys should watch this instead of the big AAA thing because yeah. there was a lot of cool stuff here. And I've gone back as much as I, as much as I can. Last night, I went back and watched the future, not the future game showcase, the future something else. I feel like I've, I know what you're talking about. I've seen it on Twitter, but I, I don't know I exactly what it is. I tweeted about it because I was like, wow, I had not seen anyone mention this. I also didn't watch anything from the Gorilla Collective. I went back and watched like half of that. Okay. There's some interesting stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try to finish that. I'm going to try to go back and finish – I'm gonna tonight I'm going to watch the PC game show. I'm going to watch the future game show, which is different than the future thing that I was talking about <laughs> moments ago. Well, the future I, of Play Direct. Because it's not a it's – so when we say right. future, right. that is a company named – Future, future publishing. publishing. That's a it's a it's a magazine company right. in my mind. It's a yes. magazine company, yes. which I guess it's probably not probably not anymore. as many magazines. They least. own like Games Radar. Is that right? Like, that sounds right. Well, this is where but, it gets weird. They own PC PC Gamer. But like, yeah, is, right. Yeah. So, but the Guerrilla Collective stream, the Tribeca stream, the Wholesome Direct, the Future of Play Direct, and then the one that we skipped the first day, and then we came back to watch parts of the Day of the Devs, the Day of the Devs which has a, a mix of of sizes and scales. Yeah, and like it feels like Annapurna is like, you know, like yeah, the, the high end yeah. of, of that stuff. And you, then it is it is hard to say that like a Devolver game uh, or an Annapurna game is the same as like Soup Pot, a game that seems to be made by a few people, maybe has some PR outreach, but like not. I do think Devolver has more of a, they come in and just work with a really small team and that team kind of like stays at the scale that they are. That's right, yes. Whereas so Annapurna, Annapurna is, is a little more of like mm. coming in, finding a team, helping them. Like there's, they're a little more involved right. in, in scaling um, right. the scope of, of a game. But again and again, and, I, and to, what, to some degree I do wonder how much that reflects COVID times in the sense of a lot of those are teams that already worked from home. A lot of those are teams that already had workflows developed for not working together in a shared space. Not all of them, obviously, but... I think that was a story we'd heard over the last year was like, we're just going to continue working on this thing because yeah, I think, uh, uh, Ron over Fanbyte wrote a feature about like, I think I'm getting this right, uh, specifically about like why were indies more prepared for right. COVID than, right. um, 
uh, sort of like AAA games, and it wasn't purely a matter of these games are bigger. Right. It was about processes and like how you make a game mm-hmm. in which smaller teams were just often working remote to begin with because of costs. Totally. Like this idea of like don't rent office space. That's fucking expensive. Like, yeah, no shit. I also think it's probably worth saying the spectacle, when the spectacle is removed, to what degree does the emperor, is the emperor field to have no clothes? It's E3 time. We all get into planes. We fly out. We get to see each other. We're staying in somewhere else, a hotel or an Airbnb. We're getting dinner together every night. Not that we didn't also do that here a little bit. Then you go to the show floor. It's big. We don't go to those events that often, but we've done it in the past. Um, you you know you're going to go play the thing. So there's a degree to which you're hyping for me, just talking about myself, right, because that's all I can vouch for. I'm like, okay, well, maybe that didn't look good to me right now, but I have an appointment to see it on well, Tuesday. That's what I, we were talking about this before, before we formally started the podcast. Yeah. It was, you know, like a lot of what happens is you'll book like mystery appointments. Right. And it's, you know, it's like Microsoft frequently did this. We'd be like, uh, they'd reach out and be like, hey, yeah. We're reaching out to you specifically for this one because we think it fits like your your flavor profile. Like you'll like this game. Like be confident in like booking this meeting. And then you'll watch a press conference. Like oh that's 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 the game. Final Fantasy I'm Origins. Go, right, I'm going to go. I'm going to play that later today. Totally. And and is there a degree to which I wonder? And I, it's hard to say, but like knowing I'm going to go see something, do I keep my hopes up for it a little bit higher? Sure. And you're just kind of high on that week, the energy of that week, and here from home. Like, it's easier to be a little more cool on this stuff for me. I don't know. So it's interesting. I think I was actually coming into this, I was really open to some of that excitement. Um, Not to say you weren't, but like, I find. I might not have been. Yeah, but I I find the experience of like being at E3 kind of like, there's so much like grind to it as well that like, I think it kind of counterbalances where like you get really like you're sitting there and you got to be, uh, you know, at a, in a meeting room at nine 30 AM and you would really rather just stay in bed. So I think that, I think that that That, comes out Us being reversed on that is I think the whole thing. Cause for me, this is appetizers. Yeah. The the main event, the meal for me is going to see devs play games, et cetera. And so knowing I'm not getting that meal means I think that maybe see, that these appetizers getting stingier though too. Like that's I mean, kind that's of true. To me. That's true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, like I, I, when we were saying this before we started this podcast, maybe some of that gets in from when we were saying goodbye to the next lander folks. But it's so strange to not have appointments this week, right? To not be getting ready to like, okay, well, what are you doing tomorrow morning? What are you doing? You know what I mean? We're at we're doing the end. of You did make stuff. one appointment. And then it didn't work out. And then it didn't work out. <laughs> Tale, Tales of Arise, which I'm going to still tra- see if I can sneak back right. around on because I'm right. curious about that game. Um, I mean, of- two. One that hasn't happened yet. And then what was uh, the other one? Uh, and then I played, uh, I think it's the Kenna. Uh, we just. Bridge of Spirits? Kenna Spirit? Forest of Spirits? Kenna. Bridge of Spirits. Uh, Before you get into that, though, Rob, did you have something yeah. else to say on the last? No, you, I just, you looked in, you know. I think the, it was just a thought that occurred to me to this point of like the aesthetics of E3. I think the other thing is, um, so the thing we just saw, the huge, the long look at Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, that's how Death Square. You're playing opened. with real live ammo there because you're putting it out in the world what used to, what would have been a closed door presentation. Yeah, probably. And the closed door presentation, that might, that might come out in video form 
a few weeks later, mm-hmm. but you'd have like press shown and I think there'd be more room to sort of interpret and like draw charitable conclusions about it. Yeah. But when you're all sitting there with like, oh, so we're a focus test really. It's like, well, how, how do they respond to it? And then mm-hmm. how do we take the feedback? Well, we're watching of, our, uh, like uh, the, the chat is responding as well. Right. So like, our chat turned on that fast, Dude, like way brutal. harder than we did. Yes, um, and we were. I, part of that is our jobs is to be not necessarily charitable, but open to yeah. the idea that our tastes aren't the be all end all. You're not just shopping for yourself. You you want to make sure that for the viewer at home who is curious about the thing, you don't seem like you've turned on it instantly. So that six months from now, when I play it, and if I don't like it. They're, they don't disregard my criticism of it as yeah. being having always turned on it. You know? but, but I think what's interesting there is it really illustrated why what people saw there was basically an E3 like session, E3 yes. demo. Yes. And to an extent, maybe this E3 needed more of that stuff in terms of like, okay, we're going to do longer segments with more gameplay footage, more like uh, developers talking about what they're trying to do. Yeah. But it isn't the most engaging passive viewing experience and it's very easy to fall into this. Well, I'm bored. I want to see the next day. I'm hoping that something cool is coming up. And so I think that's the other part of it is, you know, to your point about appetizers, um, a lot of the Z3 was, we could only show trailers. We could only show like little, little tastes. And the people who didn't do that, I think my suspicion is their feeling will be the results were very mixed on that. Like, was it a good idea to show as much of the game in that format or would they have been better served by just a trailer as part of a run of trailers? Right. So you're suggesting Guardians of the Galaxy, if it shows us the trailer and the behind the scenes and it cuts, that gives people enough of a taste that they know if they're interested or not maybe, but not they don't get that picture of what combat is exactly to where they can go like, ooh, that looks a little slow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I could, I could see that breaking a little bit bad. Um, well, I think it leaves us with less to talk about because, yeah, like, sure. so few games showed us that much to really dig into. I'm like, what's this going to be? What did that look like? Right. Even some of the stuff that we did see some of, like Halo, where they showed a bunch of multiplayer clips. So, like, oh, that looks like Halo with a bunch of um, <clears throat> abilities or, or uh, equipment, I think is what they called it in past Halo games. Um, like, oh, the grappling hook. The grappling hear, hook. Like, like, shield many type. demonstrations of how that changes your totally. moment to moment. But that was still a trailer and not uncut gameplay footage to right. where it was like... And part of our job is also in in events like these to, to like you said before, be a sort of translator or mediator between a, what's often a closed door thing or a hands on thing and the audience. And when you do just give us, like, I don't have shit to say about the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer that you can't go see by watching that gameplay footage yourself. Right. Other than I thought it looked kind of slow, and I'm probably the worst person you could ask about whether it was a good representation of what people want from Guardians of the Galaxy. And at that point, I'll shut the fuck up. Do you know what I mean? Right. So. Uh, anyway, you were going to say you did go hands-on with Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, which is a PS5, PS4, and PS5 game? I think it's just PS5. Okay. Um, I, could, I could be wrong on, double, on that I'll double-check it. PS4, PS5, Windows. Ah, yes. Um, uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, it, the, the studio is founded by, I believe, uh, two brothers who are ex... Like, worked in animation. Okay, sure. Um, and then decided they wanted to try and make a game. And it's a... A kind of a Zelda-like game sure. in which you're exploring a big world. Um, well, actually, they were, they were like, it's a modest world. They're like, we've we, we been a, a modest, a sure. modest world to build uh, our first game around. Um, and it was interesting where they said, uh, you know, well, we played a lot of games. We think we understood games, and then we had to spend a lot of time hiring games people to explain to us how games work. And they said that was a fun process, but also 
you know, that was a huge part of like the early parts of, of making that game was just mm -hmm. how do you bridge the gap between, well, I've played tons of video games, but what does that actually mean when you're going to build one uh, yourself? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you play like this, you know, uh, this cute character, Akena, that uh, in, in the sort of like the, there's like a, a like a rot in a rot in the world that you're trying to solve, yada yada yada. Yeah. But like the main sort of like differentiating sort of like game mechanic is that you are uh, there are these little kind of like I don't know uh, these little creatures. Uh, they, I guess they're actually called the rot, um, and you're finding them throughout the world. Um, they're almost kind of like little Pikmin, um, and they can do different actions. They can do they can solve a puzzle like uh, oh there's a, a statue out of place. And so they'll go and pick it up, put okay, it away, sure. yeah. and you get a little, you know, experience bonus. Uh, they can, in combat, they can, like, uh, you get what's called karma, which builds up an action point, and then you can spend that on various actions, such as, uh, like, you can have a, a powered-up hammer that you hit, or you can send the rot to, uh, like, hold the enemy in place for a little while okay. while you uh, attack them. And so as you're... The game's going You're not along. using that for puzzle solving. You're just using that in combat? Uh, both. Like, okay. um, oh, sorry, when you say you build up karma, does that mean... That only happens in, com in combat. That, like, that's, that, a, that's like a super meter. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You're filling these not action XP. points. Yeah, you're filling these action points as you as you go along. And it's really just like... It, the thing that is striking in the, the trailer, the thing that is striking when you play it, is that like you can tell this was this was a game you know envisioned by folks that have a background in working right. in... Um, animation and actually, it's actually really striking when it goes to a cutscene because the cutscenes are just, just like unbelievably good and have so much like attention and care and nuance in them. Not to say the, the rest of the game doesn't, sure, but, but it's, 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 it, feel, it feels like those two people like cracking their knuckles and going, you know, like, let me show you how a you know a cutscene is done um, coming from the world that they're in. Um, and yeah, it's just it's very charming. Like th it is a game that um, before I had a chance to play it. I was worried in sort of a biomutant direction and not in the sense of like, are they biting too much off for like yeah. a, a smaller team, but more occasionally you get these games that people sort of glom onto mm -hmm. and are like, holy shit. And No Man's Sky is the worst case scenario for something like that in which a burden is then put on a game that maybe it didn't ask for in the first place. And I do think biomutant got that to some, yeah, some sure. degree. Um, and I worried about that with this. Was like the response to the trailer was huge. Was like, oh, um, this feels like a kind of a character action game of the like that most people don't make unless it's Nintendo putting out a new Zelda game, right. um, um, or a, you know, a Ratchet and Clank, or kind of like in that same universe. Um, at least the nine minutes I played were not like. I think they've done it. It's really pretty and really fun and very charming. Uh, and, uh, and it's out soonish. I think it's out in August, I want to say. So, sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. We've touched nothing. Oh, that's not true. We played Unpacking. We played Unpacking. We played the full demo of Unpacking, which should be available sometime in the future. Uh, yeah, June 16th, I think, okay, when the, cool. the Steam uh, There's no the festival that I will never remember the name of uh, it happens later this month. Steam next, but then we thought maybe that was last year. Yeah, I'm not sure. But there's a Steam festival happening. Does that of this. game have a release date yet? Uh, it's this year. Okay. I, they, they, they definitely said that at the end of the um, and, the demo that we played. Yeah, if um, you missed that, we played that demo twice during our E3 VODs. Or our I guess we could talk games. about it because we didn't really talk about the game while no, playing it. We saying. were role-playing. We were. Um, and people who are listening might not have time to go back. And so right. it's like I, mean, a, I would recommend like, – yeah, we, we should cut out those segments and put them together we as should. a video because it was – 
It was very delightful. Yeah. But yeah, unpacking is a um, it's it's a game where you uh, you it opens in a room. You there are a series of boxes. The art is like really beautiful, like two D pixel art, but not in the. It looks like an eight bit game. It's Almost more, like a children's book, honestly. Yeah. Like, like a, yes. 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 Um, and you open boxes, and there are objects in them, and you can place them mm-hmm. in the room. And like that's the basic conceit. Um, but it also is not just a checklist game. Like it is not just here are the things, put them away for the sake of putting them away. That is kind of the broader thing that you're doing. But I think like the game sort of starts from this understanding of like every move you do, every time you're unpacking, you're kind of taking stock of your life yeah. and like where you're at. And it was a really affecting game because like you remember, you can mark your your life by moves, right? Hundred percent. And so like. And what you choose to take Wait, or so like, not and, take. And for instance, an easy one for us. So I don't know how much of that first level you saw, Rob. So I missed it. Yeah, that's and an so like, element. Yeah, so like that was a childhood. Yeah, um, so that was right. a childhood filled with all of the things of childhood. Lots it felt of like toys. A, it felt like a parent yeah. putting together their kid's room sure. as opposed to the kid putting together their Lots room. of stuffed animals, lots of... You know, uh, yes, there was a Game Boy. Yes, there was a soccer ball. Lots of art stuff. And so, for instance, a, a very easy one when you move to the second apartment, which seems like oh, this is your first solo apartment. Yeah. Um, a lot of those toys are gone, but not all of them. There's all, still like yeah. one action figure. There was still two of the four or five stuffed animals. Still two of them meant something to this I wonder where that green frog went. I I don't know. Lost, left behind, mm. in an attic somewhere. Well, that's what I choose. Well, and that was totally. that, that was the fun of playing those two levels was, well, one, watching the differing approaches of how we, you know... Patrick and I are very, unpack a box. Yes. Then Talk you Talk about on. the objects. Right. What Rob is the history and Kato of this object? are much more, throw it all, in the, throw it all out, just bounce from box uh, to box. So not throw it all out. I have a friend, my friend Janine messaged me and was like, another thing you could do is put everything out on the ground first. And like un- unpack a whole box that way you know what you're. I would actually with. respect that method more than what. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. No, no. Rob said no. Well, the funny thing is, you end up getting these great moments, like the one, the other thing. The kid put away toys, but went leaned further into art, for instance, and uh, a decision I questioned. Many times. I like I started pulling our stuff out and I was like, no, welcome to the real world, kid. <laughs> like time to put away these childish things and like slam it up in the closet. And how do I think your mic is off? But yeah, so but the the very funny thing was <laughs> you do get a sense for who this person is as you're unpacking the kids, that that taking stock of life thing. There's the in the implied trips they've been on in the past. Uh, what pursuits are represented by these? We, we, these we spent a lot of time thinking about this trip to London. Yes, yeah, because um, we saw like you know the little, little uh, double decker bus, bus, and it was like we spent like five minutes talking about like okay, well, was this uh, the mom and the kid went on a on a trip together? And this because they, did they need to get away from dad? Did they have to go? Or was it just was it was it just their wedding? They uh, were going to like, was, oh, actually, this is going to be a you know a mom you know right. like a, a mom a, and kid kid thing. like yeah. thing. We're like we're totally. doing this together. Like you and I, I chose to believe. That just one. a nice, kind, yeah. And maybe they want us to time away from Dad, but like that's okay. But that's okay. That happens sometimes. That's but, allowed. Like, the cool thing is, it's. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a puzzle game. No, like, there is a little but, bit of puzzle element. We should say in the sense that they wouldn't let you keep the salt a but way at the top of the kitchen. Right. And I, I wasn't wonder, allowed to put a knife if, up there. And I wonder if that <laughs> might. I wonder if some of that might change. Right. Like because it was hard to tell sometimes 
you know, basically like you put everything away and then what happens once all the objects are out, it highlights them in, you know, in right. red, a red outline. And there were, I believe there were enough times it was like, I feel like the game should account for this. That doesn't feel like an invalid choice. Right. And so then you're like kind of riding the tension between what is, this isn't a game in which you're putting away according to a profile spec, right? Like, oh, this is what this person wants and prefers. You need to get it right. It was more just like, well, it feels like this should kind of fit in here and it doesn't. And I wonder if that'll change or right. um, I think like last night at dinner, we had uh, like a different version of this game later on that was like, hey, you have to put things away according to like a recommendation of how someone likes or doesn't like things would right. be really neat. Well, it's I think like it was just mm -hmm. enough friction to make it really satisfying when you found a place for things to sure. go. Like the game yeah. does get that feeling of like, ah, uh, yeah, like put that trash can right where it should go. Yeah. It could have gone other places, but they would have been less good. <laughs> and so, like, it scratches that itch too of like when you do finally like lay out and optimize a room, and it feels really good. Like there when we got those jeans into that drawer, the jean, the jean drawer. No, we had to undo the jean drawer. Didn't we even wear yeah, them in the jean show? She had too many jeans. Uh, so we needed to put t-shirts and socks in the drawer. Yeah. And then there were the hanging shirts. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Those are the kind of high-stakes decisions you have to make in unpacking. But it's great because there's also a degree of expressivity. Where do you yeah. put your posters? What do you think? Which shirt do you think is nice enough to hang up? All that <laughs> stuff like really scratches a certain part of my brain in a really cool way. So in, in doing it as a stream, which probably would happen on a more uh, passive level if you were just playing it by yourself yep. and not like communicating your desires the way that you do yeah. when you're like commenting. Yeah. Um, but also it made it, it revealed a lot about us. Yes. Like, and I, that was like the true joy of doing that was you know, passing the controller, getting irritated at, Ro you know, Rob Mercado's uh, <laughs> madness as they were trying to do right. that. Like, that was, like, a really fun way to experience, like, the character arc of that. <laughs> Rod's, well, and this <laughs> Rod's complete betrayal of trying to reject Actually, the art. Before I do my thing, Kata, you had something. So what were you going to say a second ago? Oh, I literally was just following up on what Patrick was saying about the, the possibility of uh, it having had pro profiles. Right. Like, a mix of that Sims thing that we played with Gita at the beginning of mm -hmm. the streams, the dream home decorator, but right. with this, like a Marie, like Marie Kondo type mm. show. Yeah. Where like you have to like, you're getting instructions from a third person who's totally, that would be fun. But. I can't wait until like the full game and you just get like welcome to Hellbode and you <laughs> get access to junk drawers. Oh yeah. Ooh. Inconvenient closets. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And crawl spaces. Ooh. And, like... What do you do with a basement? Oh, like, oh. you could, like, look, you, do you really... If you're Kato, you dump it all on the floor. Oh, yeah. And just, <laughs> what? And just shut the door. No. There'll be shelves in there. There'll like, be shelves. Oh, that'll make sense to me. Let me buy different shelving types. Ooh. Or, like, yeah. a little customization just a little of bit the of customization. Ooh. Like, but later in the game, you know, you're moving to a place, and, like, clearly... Your stuff was delivered, but then you also hit Costco like right before you did the move, yeah. and so it's like now you got to find your like you got to like place your like precious trinkets. Yes, but also you got to make room for the like you know 128 ounce uh, jugs of like canola oil <laughs> that you bought. The both of them. So you got to you got to season the pan. You need the canola oil to season, to season the, the, the cast iron pan. It's true. So the thing, the thing I'm going to add, just to like zoom out a little bit, go back to the meta conversation about E3, yeah. is we could get another 20 minutes out of unpacking because we played it. Because yep. we watched and played 45 minutes to an hour of a demo. I saw unpacking once in one stream for 
a few uh, 60 seconds. I saw hot pot for one or no, hot, uh, sorry, soup, soup pot. The super other one hot, super hot. No, soup pot, super, pot. super crackers. Uh, <laughs> and I saw a garden story and a bunch of other games multiple times, indie games similarly. And they don't, I can't talk about those games. I can point you to a trailer and be like, I thought it looked kind of cute. Like that game Teemo had a neat photo mode, but like, I don't. Right. What? But I haven't touched it. And so Although ironically, I have, a demo, have a demo of that, that. that we could. Right. Well, like that's, that's the, again, <laughs> to me, the thing that, that, that changes my relationship to E3 is not being like, okay, here's another one is, you know what a, a classic E3 developer is for me is Frogwares. You always get someone who goes to see the Frogwares game. Who has? Yeah. Who's like Dan? That was better than I thought it was. <laughs> that was kind of cool. We saw Sinking City a couple of years ago. People go see those Sherlock games. There's another new Sherlock Holmes game this year. And I saw I, this morning while I was in bed. I this? watched I an IGN this. walkthrough of. So I didn't watch that yet. The, the, the first quest or whatever it's, in that game. Uh, tell me what that looks like. Is that still what someone told me was? They're keeping some of the open world stuff from Sinking City and doing a Sherlock Holmes game in that style. Yeah, I didn't see much of that. I saw more of uh, the like deduction stuff okay. and the the takeaway from you know. I, apologies to the commentator on the video. I don't I don't know your name. Um, I didn't catch that part watching it, but um, it was they were they were both frustrated and delighted how much the game was fine with you failing. It was like interesting, <laughs> you dumbass, you didn't get it. That's like, great. Uh, and so they said they did a lot of saving and reloading to try and optimize for that, but it does seem like the game is built that because it's like young Sherlock Holmes, yeah, right? He's just getting like, started, so yes, it's supposed to be... It's an origin, it's chapter and, one. And I think part of the... Wait, pre- I, yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. And I think part of the premise is someone is following you around um, and, like, taking notes on you, not like Creepy a Watson. Um, no, in fact, not, I'm reading Watson. a different John. Before John Watson, there's a different John, no H. John Wick. John Wick <laughs> is there, your best and only friend. But who is he, really? John Moriarty. Moriarty. It's Moriarty. Fucking Mori- <laughs> yes. Spoilers. Okay, but Frogwares is the company that that one year just like admitted that the the premise of their game after the opening the opening uh, intro of it was that, like Sherlock Holmes is dead. <laughs> Remember? So I'm not that. I think it's gonna be fine if we're right about it being Moriarty. Testament of Sherlock Holmes. Testament yeah. of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like those are games that one of us would have gone to see. Yep. And then been like, ooh, exciting. And now the thing that we can say is like, IGN did a video. <laughs> yeah, that I can tell you a couple of details that I picked up on at 8.15 in the morning. Right, exactly. Um, previous stuff. And again, the other thing that's weird is we're recording this on Sunday, late afternoon. Yep. The PC game and future game show are still tonight. Tomorrow is Capcom. For people asking in the chat, I have no expectation for Dragon's Dogma to be there. No. I have enough. Someone would have let me know. That I should pay to attention get to get hyped to be like, ooh, there might be something you like. I feel like I would have. I and if not, then that was a secret. Even it's from a little them. Resident Evil Village just came out. Yes. it's a little too yes. soon for Square to. It'll be summer of uh, Ace Attorney, and then my guess is we hear of Dragon's Dogma before the year is out. Maybe I'm I'm keeping my expectations very low. Okay, I am. I'm being I'm being as. I mean, it hasn't been that long since DMC Five. Right, right. I'm sure that game was in pre-production, so they could move straight to it. You sure. Know, when when. Sure. Uh, if that's what happened, maybe that didn't even happen. This is the thing. It's like I'm now I wrap back around to letting myself doubt, so that you just want you want to feel it again. I do. So now you're you're consciously lowering your own expectations because you want because you you can't accept that it's of course probably in development will be announced in the next. It 12 seems months. inevitable in the sense that that game has started 
They Dude, made an yes, anime. They made an anime, but the anime was bad. Okay, it was like dog shit. I mean, but Netflix does a shotgun Oof. approach. They just—they do. They make 100%. a ton of things. hundred percent. Anyway, anyone watch that Castlevania? Yeah, that's okay. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like okay. It. Yeah, um, people, people, people really like it. People really like. It. I'm not. Listen, and they shot the writer out of the canon, so that is true. Yeah. Ward Ellis is no longer attached to it, right? So, yeah. um, and they're spinning it off and doing a whole new thing. That's this is unrelated. Uh, I know that the Way of the House Husband mango is really popular. Is yeah. that Netflix series? I like good? that Netflix series. Okay. People don't like. Okay, so there's there is. Is it actually people? People saw the trailer. And they're like they're just shooting still frames. So that is. So you have to understand, they're not shooting still frames. It was a web only show. It was a web only short form. Okay. It's like okay. Waka Kozake. It's like a short, okay. like three minute, you know, uh, web series that then they stitched together into full episodes. I liked it quite a bit. I know a lot of people swear by the live action. I think you should go ahead and watch the one that's on Netflix. Way of the House Husband is a a manga and anime and live action show about a Yakuza guy who, like, fell in love and retired from the Yakuza to just be a house husband. Can can you do that? He did it. He's like, because he's like a Kiryu-like figure. That's not the tension that... No, not not from the stuff I've seen. The tension is that he's a fish out of water. He's Yakuza all the way down, right? right? But like, And he he projects that. Yeah. But he's also very good at being a house. He's like a great cook. He's like (laughs) really good at, at, you know, um, tailoring clothes. He has those skills, and he wants to get more of them. It's mm. good. You should watch it. Okay. You would like it. Um, other uh, E3 stuff. It's weird because we are coming off of now having talked about, like, the Xbox stuff. Right. but Well, okay. Like, so here's another thing that I would notice is, like, certain genres just don't exist in this iteration of E3. Like, what I'm thinking about, like, sports. Strategy. Sports. Yeah, wow. both these things. Just completely absent. There was not a single athlete on a stage. Yeah. Strategy like, also, right? Huh. Obviously, EA have their thing coming later this year. I don't know where Sega is going to pop 2K up with didn't their... do anything. 2K has a thing. Does, do they? I think they have a thing tomorrow. 10, I'm look 15 a.m. Like what is it? What's it described as? Take two okay. interactive panel. What is it? It's called a panel. Take yeah, take two interactive panel at 10:15 a.m. That doesn't sound like Marvel. Man. I think Marvel XCOM is getting announced later this year. Then <laughs> that doesn't or sound like maybe. Uh, you know, maybe. maybe lying in wait. It's like, here's a boring panel, and then... <gasps> GTA. That Wolverine? <laughs> uh, that'll be... Let's see. I'm trying to get an exact time for you. That's UK time. That's I guess it's possible they could just announce that tomorrow, but it seems like that game is of a scale they would have wanted to... I guess it would have Tomorrow been is still E3, according to E3. Right, it is. It is. Oh, right? If you're offering more water, I will happily take some. Water? Water? I'm good. Uh, this says Take-Two will not reveal Grand Theft Auto 6, yeah, no Bioshock shit. 4, no or shit. any other game at its E3. Yeah, those games are too big wow. to not... Salting the earth. <laughs> We're throwing a panel, and nothing will be there. According well, again, to Keeley, that... according to Keeley... Take-Two will be talking about diversity and inclusivity in games. Take-Two will not announce any video games, so don't expect the aforementioned games or any new game from 2K. Yeah. Well, that's fine. We'll see what they have to say. I mean, all those games are coming. Um, that is true. I'm excited to see what... I am, I'm, I am very excited to see what the... Just what that Bioshock game is. It's gone through multiple iterations is it, over is the it, years. Who's on it? Is is uh it's like where sean elliott went right sean elliott went there from arcane right in fact um having worked on infinite right and went to arcane to keep working on immersive sims and uh-huh. then uh, jumped on the, the new is Levine on it no 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 okay that's that, that's that's what i mean like right. what does it mean 
to make a Bioshock game, to call it Bioshock, because yeah. it will be called Bioshock. Right. And, you know, I'm sure it still keeps the tenant of a zany location, like, you know, a, a really outlandish kind of location. But mm -hmm. then what does that mean beyond that? I don't know. I'm still very curious. I'll, I would love to play I mean, another one of those. It's a cool canvas. I'm really right. curious what other people paint on it. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sports weren't there, but cars were. Mm -hmm. Cars mm. were. Um, which surprised me because, one, we are expecting the next uh, Forza Motorsport, like, imminently. We, we expect to hear, like, about that. Also, my understanding was Forza Horizon 4 is still doing quite well. Like, that is a very mm -hmm. successful live game. So I was actually a little surprised that they busted out uh, Forza Horizon 5 um, Mexican Volcano Edition. And, like, we're... Like, it seemed actually kind of early to be pushing the successor mm -hmm. of a really successful game. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think... But how much of that is... Thing that I was thinking when I saw that. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But to answer that little thought, Forza Horizon, every time there's a new console cycle, the car games come out. And everyone goes, look at that fucking car. That looks like a car. And it does look like a car. We've been saying it for 20 years. We've been saying it, it for 20 years. Now we can say, look at that fucking volcano. Yeah. I wonder to what degree Horizon is a mass mark, a more mass market series for that sort of early console generation, early in the generation, you know, spectacle producer, you know, especially this compared to, no offense to the one set in the UK, but it's very pretty. This feels like it's placed so that there could be lots of different biomes on display and they can do, I thought I saw snow in there along with volcano and yeah, desert and, yeah. you know. Yeah, I was actually a little surprised. I don't know, I don't know what the snowpack is in uh, the Mexican Andes these days, but yeah. Uh, no, but it, it looked it looked cool. The, the the cars looked like a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it's. It, I probably wouldn't be that interested in that game, except for the fact that four was so good that now I'm kind of like this team's this this franchise has earned a lot of credibility at this point. It's like even if I'm not ready to let go of four, yeah. I'm also ready to like kind of go wherever the series goes. Totally. Wait, which one? That's a Ubisoft game. Are you thinking of, uh, what was that called? Riders Republic? Yeah. That's not, that's Ubisoft. Yeah, Completely different game. Yeah, one's Microsoft and one's Ubisoft. The, the, the UI was so similar. Yeah, no, that was just, that was just Ubisoft biting, not maybe not biting, doing yeah, that style like, of. Nope. Different company, yeah. Yeah, that was Riders Republic. One of the many things we saw at Ubisoft that made me go, okay. No Mike Kato. Still no Mike Kato. I turned it off, I turned it back on. Oh, yeah, We're recording thing. a podcast, We're recording guy. Podcast. Yeah, I know. We need your, your vocals. Um, uh, what else was at Ubisoft? Let's, let's stay on Ubisoft for a second and see if we can knock that out as we go through this. Because, again, a lot, most of our yeah. audience is going to listen to our podcast. Yeah, well, let's just go through a big bullet point of all Far Cry that. 6 looked exactly like what you expect. Man. In, in, in a disappointing way. We were saying earlier today, while it showed back up briefly, that there was this terrible tension inside of it between the goofball hijinks that it wants to show 
and the, the just causey like part of right. Far Cry, yeah. which which I guess in some ways Just Cause undercuts what I'm about to say. Because Just Cause is off, often also dressed up, but they you know what no because Just Cause never has taken itself that seriously. Whereas increasingly the way that the Far Cry series is sold to us is we have this great villain who kind of thematizes some core idea and stands in as like. I'm, I'm talking about desire. I'm talking about political will. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about and and they want us to take that shit super seriously. I'm grateful that there wasn't a big Ubisoft private event this year where they gave us the hard sell on why this Far Cry is different. I think you can do that again. Like, I bet I they think, will. I, I guarantee five, you. I think five salt. Like I think they they scorch the earth. There. They have like, to wait three years until it's all new journalists. Yeah, that's. But either way, like You're I don't think right. I am going to buy. Like right. like yes. The whole thing that they were implying, I think three years ago, I'm like, you know, they're kind of engaged with this idea of, like, what happens after a strong man is deposed? Like, maybe, you know, there's a reason, like, the sort of totalitarianism is the way it is. And now I'm like, this don't mean shit. Right. Like, right. it's it's going to be, it, it's going to be a theme park with really weird, discordant, self-serious moments. Yep. A lot of monologues. It's going to be really sadistic in places, too. Uh, and so it just becomes a harder pill to swallow. And again... It would probably go down a lot easier if I liked any of the gameplay in a Far Cry game at this point. I really, like, just every iteration leaves me cold. Well, and it's frustrating because I do believe you can make a game about revolution that Hmm. tries to address it in a different way. That doesn't, you know, pitch it in such a cartoonish, or, or that doesn't move or that, between the two tones. that is contrasted with, also, you can shoot CDs like Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. While the Macarena is playing. Right. Like, they're just, tonally, that doesn't work right. and like at some point it would benefit the series to separate those two things like put put that villain in a different game well, what and is there even a friend i guess assassin's creed is the what's the most serious like genuinely affecting ubisoft property at this point i i think about like AC. i think it's like ac or i think about ac origins and some of the aya and by uh What's his name? Is it Bayek? That's not right. Bayek, it's Bayek. Yeah. Okay, scenes as being like, wow, this is these are two people and they have a relationship. That's and that wasn't that long ago. No, totally. So I still think you're right. There are writers there who are capable. There's always been writers there that have been capable. As we've learned after year, year and year and year, there are people in like the editorial team who often come into the Ubisoft projects to address them and change things. And we've heard writers again and again kind of that's been part of the conversation around allegations of, of misuse of power, not only in the kind of Me Too sexual harassment, sexual assault uh, category, but also in the bosses come in to tinker where they shouldn't. People lose autonomy on projects. I know that 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 huge company is filled with very talented people who are trying to make really good projects and have again and again come across things that have been that have frustrated those efforts. I, I know this going back to Far Cry Four. I, I knew a writer on that project who was like. Yeah, the bosses keep coming in and tell us to add more rape jokes. And it's like, dude, you're fucking killing me. Like, I know there are people there trying to make something good, or at least there were there was in that era. Um, and I think if you go back and play Far Cry 4, you can even see certain sure. flashes of that. That was probably the last time that I felt like, okay, this could turn a corner back. Well, I think the other thing there is Ubisoft to a degree – like their mode, uh, their method of constructing games almost has to justify the pipeline they built. Right. And so I think one of the real frustrations of watching these things is it's not just that it's the, these things are sort of composited together from the work of various teams. I think it's also that you have so many people who have these limited windows in which they can sort of put some kind of personal stamp on a game 
but it means that you have these different experiences all sort of not speaking to each other and not sort of knitting together into right. a cohesive whole. And so I think it even makes things like um, Origins was the last one I think that really felt really cohesive to me in some ways. And so much of that is basically Bayek and like just that the entire structure of that game is like about the warmth of Bayek uh, sort of you know, taking action in but this world. But in some way, like, that working is a ju- is explains what they are chasing with so many of their games. Is, yeah. Right. Like, when you nail that part, it unlocks so much more but of the world. Origins feel small compared to even, like, Odyssey. Sure. And then, like, I think, like, by the time you hit... Um, Valhalla. Valhalla. It does feel like Ivor is a comic book character that is popping into different runs. Mm. And that's like that, I think, causes a real problem where the game is both too long. And also you almost have to edit it yourself and be like, no, I'm going to stay on this critical path for the moment. Right. Uh, Because if I deviate, I'm going to get spun off into stuff I might not be just interested in right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I I suppose it's a little bit like the the, uh, judgment problem or the Yakuza problem, but... Big games. Big. Hey, this is a big. I saw. It. We should plug it up. Yeah. What's uh, up? Can you? Can you gonna go set it up? I'm gonna figure that out. Okay. Yeah. Got? The origins demo just went up. The uh, the chaos demo just went up. Chaos. Uh, there are some stuff at Ubisoft that I actually really did like chaos to look up. Mario plus rabbits. Uh, Spark of hope. I really like that first one. I'm excited for the second one. Uh, uh, I, I, yeah, that was one of my I, uh, favorite games for the Switch. One of my favorite games, though, like the last five years. Right. And I just yeah. I'm I wish really I wish I could tell you other. what was more distinct about it. I'm sure it there's an article out there like that I could see. Like the look and what we've seen so far looks very much kind of more of the same, which I would be fine right. with. But it's also been a long time since that game came out that I kind of wish that was that was almost a quintessential. Hey, I know we watched the trailer and it kind of just looked like kind of samey. But then I went and I played with this mechanic and I'm like, is it going to totally change the way you kind of approach an encounter? Mm-hmm. And that would be kind of an E3 dynamic that like doesn't exist here. And you just have to wait until they show like a 15 minute game. Maybe they'll be at the direct, right? Like, right. You that's know, my guess. My guess is we'll see. You actually see like direct. a combat scenario. That'd be great. Um, another thing that looked, that looked good. Uh, it looked interesting. I'm, I want to go so far as good yet. Even though we saw a lot of gameplay is Rainbow Six Extraction. I think I like it in my head a lot because what I've played of Siege, and we could talk about the, we could talk about Siege as a political text that's drawing on particular modes of yeah. of adopted uh, uh, visceral wall smashing combat. What the history of that is, where that is deployed, etc. Um, but the hero design has always seemed very good. I'm not, and I'm not saying we shouldn't have that conversation. To be clear, I'm saying one of the things that's interesting to me about Extraction is, does that give me access to certain types of play without the the kind of abrasion that I sometimes feel around that sort of hyper mill simmy. I think if they don't fuck it up, it does. Totally. You're right. We'll see that. Like the minute it's like, oh, this must have escaped some kind of lab. You're right. We're back in. You're hundred percent. You're just like winking at like shitty parts of this like fandom that's been cultivated around the Tom Francy. Exactly. And by the way, that's not a video game fandom. Like the Tom Clancy verse has always had this tendency of like, sometimes you just want to read a fucking spy yarn and then you're like, boy, this is kind of, this is weird. There's some weird shit in here. But if they carry it off, I do think, um, you remember Irrational made, they they were going to do like SWAT 4, but you're fighting monsters. 
I didn't remember that, but yeah. I believe you. It was canceled, but like it huh. was going to be like a tactical procedural thing right. where it's like it's all uh, yeah, very Rainbow Six style, but you're fighting zombies, and that's what extraction is. It's goo zombies yeah. instead of and I like. I think mean, that sounds cool. Zombies. That sounds neat. Yeah, and I th- I think that their hero design has always been very good. Sorry, their operator design has always been very good. They're really cool, distinct abilities. It's a different team, though, right? It's not the oh, Siege team moving okay. to this. Like, because Siege is made don't... it sound like well, I guess Siege it's possible has that, like, done... Siege just becomes, like, a live right. team is established, and right. you're going to continue this going forward while the Siege team moves on to prototyping a right. new thing, which I guess is Vinny made it sound like that a lot of what we saw seemed like it grew out of a mode in Siege mm. that was an occasional seasonal type thing. Gotcha. That's a really like interesting, liked. like, genesis of a yeah. game. Yeah. Like, especially in a large-scale studio. Yes. Like, where they prototype in the live game. Um, totally. And then that becomes its own spin-off project. Well, and the implication of, um, like, characters can go down and they have to be rescued. And it sounds like... If the rescue goes bad, you have some permadeath stuff being tossed in there as right. well. So, like, this notion of some of the beats we love in XCOM um, existing in this game could be really cool. That sounds fun. And also it has that dynamic of, um, like, one of the reasons Bioshock 2, I think, kind of stood out was it had a good rhythm of sometimes it's a, like, you're running through the corridors and shooting shit up. Yeah. But then you have to defend and plan a defense against, like, the little sisters, like, uh, the big sister attack. It also seemed like that was a dynamic in that game where, like, once you hit the objective, the game flips and you're doing the Rainbow Six Siege defense mode now. Um, and that was cool. Yeah. Um, Riders Republic, we gestured at bikes and wingsuits and snowboards. It looks cool. I want to play that. Too dangerous um, for Papa Patrick, though. The bike stuff really scary. spooked me. And Up that's on not those like, it's ridges. It's not even like, a, like a, an extension of like breaking my collarbone. Like, I still ride bikes. Like, I got back on that bike. But that just, like, downhill. Like, there's something about the, the, the sensation of, like, of that first person bit yeah. that just, like, really got I think under part of it, it looked really good. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, the, I think the part where they're riding the bike down the spine of yes. a rocky pass connecting yeah. to that, ridges. That's, like, the de facto shot. Yeah, and I've been like, I've been in places like that. It's yeah. scary as hell on hands and knees, yeah. like the way across it. You see that GoPro footage from people doing that sort of bullshit, which is terrifying. But like, yeah. it was totally going for that aesthetic that totally. you see on those videos. Totally. Um, yeah, Descender. I played Descenders. Descenders is really cool. Absolutely. Someone says, "Is Patrick about to play something?" We are. We're going to keep recording the podcast. I'm trying to download the um, Final Fantasy Origins. Exactly. People said when I- Um. Anything else that y'all want to talk about from either, I guess not Ubisoft, I think we've covered all the biggest stuff there, but before we go over the Microsoft stuff, is there anything else from previous to that? Was Battlefield, where was Battlefield at? Was Battlefield at Battlefield Xbox wasn't, today? like, we had the thing in the, yeah, we had, so that's part of Microsoft, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Um, we had Gearbox. I guess we talked about, uh, oh my god. Do we need, What's, no, we, need we don't need to talk about, about Gearbox. How about that? We don't need to. Um, is that true? Is there anything at Gearbox that I was like, okay, well, this Oh, yeah, go. wait, hold on. Uh, they refused to show any Homeworld 3. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> Homeworld 3, not pictured. Oh, what was that? Eight, 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 not eight, I'll keep looking at this huge list of things. Um, Salt and Sacrifice, thing. new Salt and Sanctuary game, Shore. Solar Ash, the next team from the Hyperlight Drifter team, 
That looked kind of sick. This is not a gearbox, yeah. to be clear. Uh, jumping around, riding on things, skating around. Uh, Two-point campus looked fine. Like, But again, yeah. this is the thing uh, about yeah. this is, okay, yeah, this, 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 check, check, check. Yeah. I don't think that's a particularly interesting conversation. Do you have the PlayStation app? Yes. Because I don't think it's coming on the store, so I'm going to send you a link. Okay. And then you can... We're going we're gonna to work around this. I, mean, I think that's my PlayStation. Is yours? Yeah. Do you have the PlayStation app? I saw... Yeah. I, <laughs> I hit it at the same time that someone in the chat said it. You know what we haven't talked about yet, Patrick? Hit me. Elden Ring. Oh, that's... <laughs> I mean, That's because you, we talked about it. Yeah, we just haven't talked about yeah, it in yeah. this format. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I've seen, I haven't spent the time, neither uh, of us have spent the time, which is what I'm end up doing either tonight or tomorrow, yeah. of like reading the 100-page forum thread of like yes. all the little people picking apart the trailer for the bits that I didn't read. Like, send me, you know, send, yeah. let me queue up the YouTube videos. I don't watch hour-long analysis videos of anything. Yeah, but I'm but gonna, I will do I'm it, gonna for, do it for, for this. this. I'm going to do it for this. Um, I will say I'm, I'm excited. I've seen some sort of, uh, which is not, I don't think, an unexpected reaction of, oh, it just, oh, Dark Souls 4. Okay, well, why didn't they just, why, like, why finish Dark Souls and then make another one of those? And I, I think they've communicated from the beginning when they said, we're going to make a dark fantasy action RPG. Yeah, me too. Like, that's exactly going to be Dark Souls, but they yeah. didn't want to have to continue that canon. They finished yes. out that story. Which I like, I guess if more, a lot of people are like you, who are like they're not super tuned into right. lore and stuff, but I think even you understand that there is a certain restriction inside of a set of visual iconography. Every, and, and also there was a, they wanted a finality to, and, the, to yeah. the narrative and like this yes. is the story of Souls. Yes. And uh, yeah, anyway, I, I'm fucking hyped. Totally. I, I mean, I, I will... Not even necessarily a disappointment. It's more that I'm excited to see more. I'm excited of, so soon. Yeah, it's a little sooner than I than I expected. But more than you know, when we talk about when Bloodborne came out and how it subverted your expectations, both in terms of what the player brings to it and how the game subverts uh, yes. how you can <laughs> how you can interact with it. Uh, what you want to know the one word that isn't in this thing. Oh, what? wait. Yes, it is. It's further down. Chaos. Never mind. It starts with, like, a bunch of other uh -huh. wars before you get to origin, so... Okay. Um, you know, like, you know, Bloodborne, where, like, they take away your shield, and yeah. uh, they don't want you to right. turtle. They want you to right. be aggressive. Sekiro, where it's, hey, you know how we... There's pairing in all these games, <laughs> okay. but you don't really need to do it. Well, it turns out... You really got to do, really do it. You really got to do it. Yeah. Um, and now we got horses. We got right. what looks like open-world stuff. Right, and I just don't know what all those things mean right. quite yet. Right. They, are, they are, like, broad terms... My brain can be tickled by the possibilities. Right. There's stealth. Um, There's it looks like a lot of abilities, maybe in a way that. Well, there was an, in that PDF. It was like you'll find skills. skills. What does that mean? Right. But like, is that mean, capital S skills? Like a totally. This game could come out, and all of us could go well, like, like, "Oh yeah, there's poise. There's everything else. Boom, 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 boom." This is basically the same thing. Or it could come out, and basically this is just a Dark Souls, but there's the maps are wider. Right. But it could come out and be substantially different in the same way that Sekiro was, where like. Hey, the way we use consumables is meaningfully different in a way from where I, the way I played Dark Souls. That's what I was gonna say. It was just like the the idea of skills immediately remind me of the the things you would unlock in Sekiro totally. specifically. So, and some of the movement also feels that way. The like rolls and stuff feel a little more agile. Than yeah, even like a fast roll. Totally. In Dark Souls. I would be excited if a lot of the what you customize when you play a Souls game, you're still working with sort of like the same basic move set. Right? Right. And yes. So what if 
what you're customizing. Dragon's in... Dogma 2. Exactly. But it's because like the right. magic archer feels right. way different than the warrior. And also what are their movement abilities? Are, are you like, rolling hey, differently? You, you, you want to fought you want to dash? Right. Like, you can yes. get a dash, but that you're specking down like you're making a big choice about your character exactly. by giving them not just the how heavy are you do you do you roll or do you kind of like fall over right but are you doing does the wizard get a blink dash right let's them dodge through and like right. and some of that stuff was in Sekiro there were consumables you could use to change the way you or in Bloodborne also Bloodborne yes. had similar things like yes. that too imagine a game in which they built those into the character that would be super exciting to me and maybe that won't be the case and I'm imagining a game in my head but like those are the details. I want right. to see filled out. And I will say, you know, uh, my uh, my Oracle, Omni, on Reset Era, one of the comments that they made in, after the... Uh, the, tra- the, the I'm, we mentioned this person. On, Omni. The, Omni, yes. But I just mean, if for some reason you haven't listened in the past, yes. they are someone on the Reset Era message boards that has proven to be a very reliable, is somehow knowledgeable of this project, um, whether that's on the From or... Namco side, probably something on the Namco side would be my, yeah. my guess, given the history of these things, um, said that people should be very excited about the things they don't know yet. And That's that is, um, the way I think, I think the phrasing was something like, the, mo- the most Dark Souls a Dark Souls game has ever been. I don't know what that means, but I do think... Um, it's on its shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that makes me excited to see. And also, it's, it's Dark Souls 3 in some ways felt, I like that game, but did feel sort of perfunctory in the sense that to bring closure to this, there is a, sort of a limited vocabulary of what we can do within that without sort right. of betraying what Dark Souls is. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the it, making another dark fantasy action game is t- to be freed of that. We're also, people aren't, you know, upset if you go in XYZ direction because we're building a new universe, new characters. And like, I want to, I'm so excited to see those details be filled in. And also, if From chose to go back to this, like, they didn't have to, right? Like, Miyazaki or, you know, the the team as a whole, they thought they had something to say or further to say in this specific sort of presentation and context. Like, well, then what is that? Because I've trusted them this far that when they go to revisit something, it's for a good reason. Um, And at this point, they seem like they have the license to do whatever the fuck they want. And so why this? this? And I don't think they've answered that question yet. But it's not because I don't think they have an answer, and I or they don't have an answer. It's not correct. correct. Yeah, I, I think they have. And then we'll an see more. Right. It, I, it an thing. Sure, in a couple yes. days, right? Yes. So again, it's weird to record one of these right in the middle like this. Uh, just, I'm coming back in, so just keep an eye on the chat. Yeah. Uh, Death looked really good. A couple yes. other small things. Yep. Death Door from the Titan Souls team. And very soon too, coming in mid July. Mid July, so like very yeah. soon. Your little crow. You got a sword. You got some. Abilities, some rolls, some dodging. It looks like a very good action game from that isometric perspective. perspective. Yes. Yeah, very similar. That looked cool. Loot River, very similar perspective. Not exactly, not isometric, but like loot. I River. can't hear it without immediately. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Um, we're downloading, and we'll see how it goes. I will say uh, the um, yes. The message board threads were just showing like crashing errors and people try to load it. Everyone, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out ourselves live on stream mm-hmm. if the Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins demo is as broken as it is reported to be. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, Moonglow Bay, that fishing game, has been a lot of places, but that was announced mm-hmm. previously. Loot River, again, also kind of top-down action exploration indie game where you're moving little islands around that are shaped like in basic geometry pieces, like. Yeah. 
blocks that sort of look like Tetris pieces. It's not the it's not the Tetris pieces. Kyle's gonna, Kyle's Kyle's gonna throw something not at us. Tetraminos, Minos or Ninos? Ninos. Tetraminos You get yourself a good slice. Yeah. When you, eat, when you eat a Tetramino, it comes out as a Tetramino. It's a Tetramino. I see. Uh, okay. um, a Leckhead, a platformer that looked nice. Yeah, and yeah, in which okay, case, give Rob a break. Just because he doesn't like Mega Man. I'm going to defend Rob in this scenario. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You know um, that Mega Man is despicable. <laughs> right on, Patrick. I don't like... The word despicable implies things that yeah, I'm not ready to it's harsh. unpack here. Um, but yeah, with like the, yeah, all those games. We got really we solid. got some discourse here in the chat. Oh, people are saying I thought it was Tetronimo like Domino, or Tetram Tetramino like Domino. No, Do and Mino two blocks, Tetro and uh, yeah, I don't know. They they all sound beautiful. They do. Tetramino. I guess we could be wrong. Tetramino. I don't like no. Tetramino. That's uh, the automata of Tetrami. No. You trying to touch a me? No. No. <laughs> is that like when a when a tetra when, me tetra you when a, when a block <laughs> like stops you from being able yeah, to like drop it yeah, down like yes. that's that's yes exactly tetra me no tetra me no tetra me no. tetra me no. uh, other things throughout the day sable we finally had some sable gameplay I played that game. At a judges week, I'm going to play it soon. 2017, 2018. On, um, I don't know. It's somewhere in my email, but I'm going to play that soon. I enjoyed what oh. I played of it years ago, but it was yeah. very early. It was very right when it had been unveiled, right? Yes, exactly. Um, I think that's one of those games that, like, boy, those gifts had looked very pretty, and then they got to the part where they had to make a game and like had to build out a whole game around what was basically some very simple traversal interactions and stuff. And it turns out that's that's there's more there. And you gotta do that stuff. It's a so. Game Pass game too. Ooh, is it? That's mm -hmm. nice. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll be able to. Re I think report back on Thursday's podcast having because uh, it was part of the uh, Tribeca film festival. Right. I see. I see. Um, scrolling, scrolling. I'm scrolling through a list of games. Um, has anyone seen? Okay, this is a this is a Rob and and maybe Cato thing more than I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll end up being a, a, a Patrick thing. Chernobylite. This is a game that I'm like hopefully getting code for soon, and it was somewhere. And I think it may have been in early access, but it's a it's a stalker adjacent thing mm. again. I, I think it's less adjacent than it appears. Like, really? Okay. I don't know. The, the vibe I get when I look at it is um, horror adventure game more than oh. like that's huh. that's just the vibe I get. But it's been a while since I looked like, okay. hard at it. Chernobyl light. Chernobyl light. Chernobyl, I T E. Chernobyl light. Looking. Uh, I think I, I I'm I'm curious about it. I think I just got an email about getting code soon. Um, first person exploration. Uh, I, I thought maybe it was more actiony than adventurey, but maybe you're right that that it leans in that direction. I'm I'm curious about it. I'm, I'm I'll be happy to see it. Uh, I'm trying to hit like a few other things that are like before we go back to Microsoft, just so we get a little bit of distance because we just saw Microsoft stuff. Uh, it's a lot of stuff that, uh, at some of these events that I'd already seen elsewhere, like Black Book, this really cool-looking uh, card game where you play a witch uh, in – in uh, I want to say Poland, but I could be wrong. Um, uh, when we talked about that months ago on the, on the, 
on the podcast, and that was at one of the Indeed Indeed events. I want to say maybe that was in okay, it might yeah. be Russia. Um, uh, in one of the, I think Gorilla Collective maybe had that, um, uh, and that was very that was extremely cool. Um, There's that horror game Walk. One more time, Walk. Walk. Oh yeah. Walk. That horror game that showed up in was that Day of the Devs. I think that was that, Day of the it was Day of the Devs. That was one that had that kind of VHS like security camera. The, the, the PS One. Um, Correct. Or demo PS One horror those collections. That, that looks they do. sick. Yeah. Yes. Um, also, what was that other the the game we saw that was the like tarot card looking thing with uh, oh right it's like an escape the room but you're also doing like yeah. inscription In- inscription but crypt right like C R Y P T yeah that is apparently an expansion of a game a demo you could download on itch.io interesting now. So okay cool that at me at some point so I'm curious to go check right because that looks nice. really we- fucking cool and then also there was like wasn't there like some FMV at the end there or something. There was like some weird story stuff going on at the end. There that, was yeah. that made me go, "What is happening?" Yeah, there? I'm. I was very excited to check check out more of that. Um, I mentioned briefly that there was. I think this was from the future of Games Direct, not the future. <laughs> or sorry, the future of Play Direct. Uh-huh. I think that's where this is from. Not the future games. Show? Not the future. Were they game calling show. themselves a direct? Yeah, they use the word direct. Ooh, I know. Well, they're not the only ones. Some other people have done that. No, I, I just like, think wholesome. that's. I just think that's. Uh, I'm just going to show you this. This is a game called Wolfstride, which there had been some, um, there had been like some treatment of, but there hadn't been any gameplay to look at until, I think until now. It's like extremely anime mecha, black and white. Uh, I'm going to turn it down a little bit so it's not bleeding through on mics. Yeah. Uh, where, published by Raw Fury, uh, you're like ma- fixing your mech up and then getting into mech duels. Uh, running around Ooh. a town in very stylish. That guy's got those pointy glasses. Uh, those, does uh, have the pointy glasses. Um, and then in the fights, it becomes Ooh. kind of a Ooh. card battler thing where you or, or oh, something wow. or an RPG where you're targeting different parts, and all the animation is extremely fucking cool. That's called Wolfstride. Wait, so that went from like, this? huh? Why aren't we showing the people? Because it's a whole thing, Kato. Okay. Because it's a whole thing. They could go look it up. W O L F S T R I D E. If we could hit a button and quickly switch back. Yeah, you just have to hit no, the switch button. Nothing See, has this ever is, been this is not. It's this just not. We just, just want to record button. this podcast. No, no, I don't want to get off. Reject. We're, yeah, we're rejecting. I could, I could hit the switch button. No, nope. it's fine. We're moving on. Okay. Severed Steel, also uh, from that Future of, of Play Direct. I think maybe that was from the Gorilla Collective, but I think it was also Future of Play. Um, and that was a, uh, a really neat looking first person shooter that had a bunch of like, you know, wall jumping and uh, teleporting, lots of the cool abilities, but was kind of an arcadey run based thing. And the thing that was so fun about that, that trailer was it was the developer showing off cool tricks that he didn't intend that the community had found while it was an early access. Mm. So for instance, there was a, um, there's a wall jump in the game and you could use that wall jump also on enemies. So you could wall jump off of someone, and then it push you up in the air, and you go into slow motion, and you get bonus points for kills if you're upside down ever. And so they were using that to get really high up in the air so that they could flip upside down and then clear a room. Yeah, I did, I did. Or another one really quick was like throw or like teleport again to the end of a long hallway, 
uh, do a stealth kill on the first enemy and then fight your way with their worst gun. And at the end, you have a gun with, you have a good gun at the end of that room where normally you're supposed to be stuck with the bad guns for the impending mm. incoming enemy sweep. And like this trick means you get there at the end of the room with the best gun that you, the gun that you start with instead of blowing all that rare ammo and showing that stuff off and being like, this is the type of game it is where you're going to find neat ways to do runs to various levels. Think of it as if like you're seeing something like super hot and someone's like, this is a cool way to get through this level. That is a neat way to do a trailer. That is a neat way. That reminds me of when I did this piece on Celeste where they uh, semi-recently yes. like canonized like rule breaks and sequence breaks and like essentially took glitches that the community had then come up with official names for and canonized it and, and, and then actually went back and cleaned up the code so it was like more accessible to do the thing that they were trying to do. Yes. So that new newcomers who were trying to learn could like pull off. The, it wasn't making the timing easier. It was just making like, oh, actually, we're just going to recognize this as part of the game because the community found it. Um, and I just think stuff like that is really neat. Um, and maybe sometimes runs up against the the fun of breaking the thing. But right. I think right, it's all in the spirit. Uh, you know, of recognizing like what a community is doing and how much they shape what a game is, you know, especially once it's gone live yep. and they're defining what, what they find exciting about it. Totally. That, so that was the one I just said was Severed Steel and the one before that was Wolf Stride. And how then, we, yes. How do you feel about that physical only game? They are getting an incredible amount of backlash. Well, there's I, I, two I spent, things. Oh, what's the other? There's another different group announced that they're doing they're doing a whole series of games that are physical only. And that's like not, rela that's days, not related to three days the Devolver Three days previous thing? to that. Okay. Huh. Talk, let's talk about the Devolver one while sure. I figure out the name of the other Demon one. Demon Throttle is the name of that one. What the is it? Devolver. Demon Throttle? Demon Throttle. That is the demon Devolver kissed one. my wife. Right, that yes. demon kissed my wife. And uh, it's interesting because I Correct. really liked that trailer. That looked like a game that I would enjoy playing. And then realizing that it's only a physical product that will be on sale for a couple of months. Right. Um, especially in the context of a presentation that was like, you know, it's really like a lot of bullshit is like all these weird like tricks that people do to try and get you to pay more money. Right. And it's like, well, like one of those tricks also now feels like I can only buy the physical copy of this game until it disappears into collector's hands and I have to buy it on eBay to, to buy this game. Like that doesn't feel good right um it's also specifically a limited edition yes it's using a website yes. that has like a queue system where you get in line well it's, it's limited run games right or is it not limited this run is games? something different i think no um, this is special reserve games this is how they're selling demon right. special reserve games. special reserve not games. Limited well games. so it's, it's it's limited in the sense that there's a limited amount of time that you can purchase it but they are not capping purchase how limits. many right. so it's like if twenty thousand people buy the game They'll make twenty thousand. Right. Five thousand people a game. They'll make twenty five thousand. Right, right, right. Um, and then I saw that and didn't quite. I hadn't quite put that all together. I thought like, well, maybe there's a chance that this is just we're doing physical first, and right. then like later, like we'll do a digital <clears throat> thing, and this is just kind of a way to spike initial interest. I'm like, I could, I could live with that. Like, um, but they were being saying very specifically they weren't going to do that, and they're in all their tweets. They should. Community manager running that thing. You should have just put out a statement that explains like you're listening and listening feedback. Instead, it's just dozens and dozens of responses. They're oh. like, "We hear you. We're, we try. We're trying this okay. because of a very specific group of passionate, you know, people that wanted to uh, allow these games to exist with no other way. We're trying to take your feedback into consideration." See, I think you're talking about the other company. 
You're talking about super so. rare games. Because they – okay, well, the thing that they were saying on there – so they also announced this was Friday, so before the Devolver thing, that they are, are now starting to release some Switch-only titles, only in physical form, uh, and they're out on social media saying, like, well, these games wouldn't even exist without us, basically, saying the only reason these games are getting made is because we're, we're paying for them, which – and people are saying, but wait, this company, this, this studio now can't sell this any other way. It's one thing to do a limited release on something that's physical, but even a time-limited one. Um, but the, the, to, to say that this is the only way you'll ever be able to play this thing from studios that don't necessarily have big names, that don't have a huge following, mm -hmm. when a digital release is not adding that much overhead, in my understanding of it. Okay. Is this really about, like, trying to test drive a way to change, uh, like, buyer behavior where it's, like, the thing that makes it hard to project how a game is going to do is, like, how many people are immediately going to be like, oh, wait for a sale. Sure. And it's, you know, we know that full price is a much better, you know, is, is a much better sale to make uh, for the obvious reasons. Uh, and so maybe you just, you're trying to discourage that wait for sale behavior but I don't know if that really my, – my, my view has always been that, like, probably over time you still have to come out ahead just because word of mouth can do its thing. It feels so much like collector-driven. People are going to buy yeah. these because they're super limited. <clears throat> they're printing 5,000 and then are going to print more to order. This is the super rare games. I yeah. don't know if that's the same thing with Demon Throttle and Special Reserve. But it's all kind of different. operating it's all in, the same. in that same space. Yes. Um, Super Rare has said, we are not ever doing this digitally, full stop, and have not moved on that. I'm, I've not seen any, like, we are listening type okay. statements from or them. So maybe it was the other one. So, just, so maybe special, so, or maybe Special Reserve is saying they're listening, and maybe they'll right. change on that. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, it, it bugs me because there's another way to do that, Rob, which is, like, I'm not going to lower the sale. We're not, this game won't be on sale. We're not going to ever drop it below a such and such a price. Which is damn near the Activision model. Like which they, is, you know, they it's do the this Nintendo model. Yeah. Right, yeah. totally. The, those models do exist, and people do adjust to them. Yeah. It's hard for me not to think, and we haven't seen, I haven't seen the Super Rare games, but the, for Demon Throttle, for instance, I'm not going to buy a physical copy of that game. I might have spent 15 bucks for a digital copy sure. of that game. I don't want to keep that physical copy. And I know that I'm not the... I could be an outlier in that regard, but I don't keep a, a physical uh, a physical library of games that I don't already care about. At well, this that's point. the thing. I buy, I tend to purchase things digitally and then get a physical version of it when I've decided this really means something to me. I would like it to be physically represented in my life. Right. And so, sure. like, I would, you know, in this scenario, would have loved to play Demon Thought. I've been like, this rules. I would love to buy. I'd a love to buy this. Put on my copy. shelf. Sure. So we'll see. I, I think this is going to end up being a recurring new conversation. Right. We'll see as more people do this. It's certainly – Devolver poked fun at NFTs during this thing um, and did talk about how this was less uh, environmentally unfriendly than an NFT or kind of gesture. They didn't say that. Right, right. Uh, but it's not like physical goods are – it's not like plastic is, is as – clean as we wish it were because right. of failings well, in our infrastructure. Electricity. I mean, like, there, I, there is no outside of it. Different. But, I, but, it is, but it is like, if we're going to do another collector's rush, let's really, we should have that fucking conversation and put pressure on if, if, if we end up really feeling on this, like, the real push on this is a collector's market versus 
making it possible for people to play the games that these developers worked really hard on, I'm always going to side on side on the side of developers get their games to be played. But do, have we heard like are the developers themselves like I'm curious. raising the issue? Because no idea. For me, it's kind of like people are all making the decision to be like. It sure would be nice if a collector's market existed for these things. Uh, and so we're going to create we're one. Going we're going to, to play one. in those waters. Right. And with yes. all of that implies. People who collect things almost sight unseen that they don't yet have an emotional connection to, but they have an emotional connection idea uh, to the emotional connection to the idea of having a collector's item. Yep. Whatever it may be. Yep. Um, and so I do kind of I, I do kind of feel like I, I feel like if you signed up for that deal, um, it almost feels like it's hard to decouple that from kind of the I don't know if it's I don't know if cynical is the right word, but you're just seeing the sort of collector behavior and being like, fuck it, that's that's an easy mark. Like that's right. that's an easy thing to hit. Right. Um is there any other devolver stuff worth shouting out? I don't think so. Was there not a big standout thing I feel there? Like there's, Maybe you're right. Yeah. Um which I guess does bring us to today. And Microsoft. You like, throw to a break here. Uh, sure. Yeah. Let's do a break, but not really do a break. <laughs> yeah. For, podcast For the break. podcast, I will say, we'll be right back. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, we're back. <laughs> we did it. That was, Came that back. was a refreshing uh, break. Breaking news from the PC Games show. What's up? It's battle. It's Battletech themed. What? The what? show itself is no, sponsored by MechWarrior Mercenaries. Oh, that's not oh. Battletech. Yeah. Okay. It's not. I played. I reviewed MechWarrior Mercenaries for it's, the site. I don't fun. like it that much. Right, but it's in the universe, is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, but when when you say BattleTech, you're going to make me wrong. I'm sorry. Okay, I understand the mistake. That that almost got to a, well, we have to stop. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) If you had said it's BattleTech themed. It is in the BattleTech universe. It is in the BattleTech universe. You're not wrong. Okay. You're not wrong. Okay. The Frankie came out in a Battle Mac. Day 9 is here in like a... Suits on that's a how he, fucking yeah, because it's a PC gaming show. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah, this, this um, is going on. But unless there's, unless Hairbrain's going to come out and say, which we were discussing the other, yesterday. Like, yeah, God. like I wonder what they're up to. Maybe the answer is I would cancel the podcast forever if they let me play BattleTech again. I wouldn't do that. No. I would make the pod. I'd choose the podcast. You, but the pod would now be a BattleTech podcast. But it would, be a ba- it would become a BattleTech podcast. Yeah. Um, Microsoft Stalker. Two, yeah, which is a very funny number because there were two big expansions for that game, and then years. Clear after, Sky wasn't that Clear Sky and uh, Call of Pripyat. Call of Pripyat, uh, and now Heart of Chernobyl. Uh, Rob, I handed the mic to you. Yeah, 
it was it was a really cool trailer. Uh, and it kind of, I think it wrong-footed us at the start by sort of, it is it is a group of stalkers sitting around a campfire, which is sort of the iconic, like, social, like, setting of stalker, and discussing, like, uh, various adventures they've been on in the zone. It had kind of a um, almost got him vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Marianne Animated series. series. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and I think it opened on such a... Oh, well, I ran into these skirmishers, and and then it's just sort of a run-and-gun sequence that we see. And it really lo- felt very unstalker-like, I would say. I, fo- I fo- found it alarming. Uh, I think when we were discussing it on the stream, you said that it felt a bit Call of Duty-ish, right? Where it's like uh, really, you know, really crisp weapon feel, I guess. You know, you're putting all, all rounds on target. Um, and it looked fine, inoffensive, but also really bland and not as colorful as stalker usually is. But then it started getting more into the, like, I think the way I described it is it felt like we're sort of looking at the zone in different ways, different experiences that exist sure. within it. There's the weird secret science labs. Uh, there's the wilderness full of those anomalies that can, like, suddenly suck you into a lightning bolt, for instance, uh, and, like, kill you. You yep. know, freakish monsters out there. Uh, and then finally, we sort of get this reveal that I assume it's the villain uh, is someone who's sort of become the self-appointed custodian of the zone, someone who True loves believer. the zone, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and wants to guard it and protect it. And they're willing to do anything uh, to accomplish that. And, you know, the sort of rapid cut of memorable places and sequences in the Stalker series sort of being brought back to life here. Um, and, yeah, it totally won me over there because it, it was at once like, it looks like a modern stalker, which to a degree is all I needed, but also it looks like a stalker in dialogue with the cultural artifact that stalker stalker became, which right, was right. a weird object of like cult fascination. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect to see it this year at all. Um, and I think years of well, not that knowing much of it. I just expect, right. all right, because how they've shown it in the past is like little clips, 30 seconds of a kind of environmental thing. It's yeah. we're building a thing. And this felt like, Oh, so then when they slapped a release date on it, it was like, Oh, I guess maybe this game's a little further along than yeah. What is it? Was some of that actual gameplay? Do we think? Or? Oh, it was all, I think that was because we're in, we're in the zone now. I feel like we're, we're in the because zone. Ray tra- mm. Because of ray tracing, some things that used to be, pre-rendered cinematic only levels of lighting is now in gameplay no that was all i think that was all gameplay yeah i think i was i wasn't sure um but yeah no i mean you you point out like in the past the the history of stalker 2 is so sordid that like i remember once there was a stalker 2 teaser that was i shit you not a blue particle effect like glowing in on a dark screen like that was it right um so it's it's been a long like kind of tortuous journey how this one even was announced originally felt very shady and like oh you're you just announced stalker 2 but like this isn't a game like is this just to prove interest in the ip to get right it wasn't clear yeah and at some point like it seemed like kind of microsoft came along and was like all right we're gonna make sure this comes out we're gonna make this xbox and pc exclusive yeah um, yeah then it felt a little more official. Yeah. I, I did go check. I don't see anything that says this is gameplay, but mm. it looked. But it, but it, but not, nothing about it looked deceptive. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't like, oh my god, that looks too good. Also, they announced a date not that's too like good, roughly a year from now. So yeah, it was a specific date, like April twenty eighth, I think. I would bet we 22nd. see a longer gameplay trailer, like within the next four months. Yes. We see like 
uncut gameplay. Unless Kato's theory is correct, in which case it's still there's part no of game there's no all. game. There's no game. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put it together from assets sometime in the next whatever. Um, the funny thing is that we said I said, "Oh, Microsoft started with Stalker." Not true. What did they start with? Starfield. They start with Starfield. Oh, wow. Which, yeah. which wow. unfortunately, Gene Park's Starfield. Gene Park is innocent. Shaq-Q's. Uh <laughs> Washington Post released the Starfield trailer and the behind-the-scenes Starfield video. Including the release date. Including the release date. Ten minutes before... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Xbox showcase, the Xbox slash Bethesda showcase went live. Which now that all makes a little more sense. Now that we've read. That when we were going, why the fuck hasn't this been taken down? And the answer is because. Because it happened as soon as the event started. And because Harold Goldberg writing for the Washington Post was doing a, a piece on that right, game. Right, yeah, there's a big like behind the scenes. Yes. Kind of like Game Informer-ish sort of profile that would normally like, that's where like that a kind vulture-ish, of vulture-ish, much like Harold's. GTA piece or uh, Red Dead piece mm. for Vulture. It doesn't say much in terms of what that game is. Right. I think Todd Howard's like Skyrim, but in space. What All if Han right. Solo? That. And that's basically what the trailer showed us yeah. was like a spaceship, some setting type of stuff. You know, here is a a, a, a a helmet that says "Don't wear" on it behind glass. I mean, it doesn't say it, like. It, one something is clarifying of is like well it's not they're not making Mass Effect right like it's not like you're going off visiting, but that's, that's a, it's so weird because some concept art or locations also uh, leaked. Um, I don't know where those leaked from because they weren't in that trailer. It's the alien question. But if you look at those, those uh, aliens, those look like very inhabited places. Those mm. are not like. The, um, it, those are not No Man's Sky. These are these are new planets filled with organic life, but not any culture or something like that. That would seem like a, that would be a very boring quest. <laughs> I, who knows? Maybe they could build a game around. I I, I don't know what they would be thinking they they'd be doing versus what they end up doing. But like I'm now scrolling to try to find these images so you can see what I'm talking about. But you know, it was a it was a very inhabited world with big yeah, sci-fi cities. I guess my question, like, is this more? Uh, the, the humanity expanded into the cosmos, and then these are the, you the factions aliens, that have right, occurred. Or right, is this right. you're visiting other planets and you know interacting with different right. you know species and all that sort of thing? I would say what I saw looked like. I guess I couldn't tell you. I guess I couldn't tell you. Starfield. Here I'm showing you this artwork. That's like a that looks like a human settlement. This does look like a human settlement. That's a deep jungle. Mm-hmm. That's a big settlement with like skyscrapers. That's a cave. So that makes me think it's mostly Okay, humans. but wait. That's a big field with, like, big animals walking towards you with, like, a bunch of tentacle legs? But, like, organic life That's that a, you need to shoot. Okay, what about this? That looks alien. That looks alien. That looks alien. That's, like, a, a domed alien city on the sea. That looks like alien. That's a gun city. But that could be humans. It could be humans could be. have built That's domes. just, like, the biome that they're in. Right. Oops. Who could say? So if what you can if, DM me, if you just – I won't even tell anyone. I won't share it. Like, aliens. What yes, if, no? Let me know. What if humans are the aliens? That in this human diaspora... We haven't seen the face of cultures. the pilot. Yeah. True. You know? What if all aliens? What if all aliens? Aren't we aliens? Mm. 
Well, it's the like from our common beginning, others. we spread throughout we spread the stars out, and immediately, like, in our environment and the culture that's shaped by it, we become alien to one another. Exactly. There was a mech. There was a robot. I don't know if it was, we, a mech. was It's open for debate. It's open for, I didn't see a cockpit. That, to me, makes it, we think it's just a remote control robot. No, it kind of looked like an uh, interstellar, like, sort sure. of sure. Yeah, yeah, helper yeah. robot. Um, the, Which I guess is going to be your, uh, what was the dog in Fallout 3? Dog meat. Yeah, named okay. after the dog in the uh, the book, a boy and his dog, mm. also named Dog Meat. Kind of seems fucked like up that. book. Oh yeah, uh, some fucked up things happen in that book. <laughs> Depends on how. Yeah, fucked up book. <laughs> um, other Microsoft stuff. Very brief taste of something called Contraband, which was like a '70s Steely Dan heist game that we got very little of, like nothing yeah. of except flavor. I like the flavor. It's good flavor. It's good flavor. Um, we got Battlefield gameplay. Battlefield 2042. Climate disaster. Parentheses, not political climate. Disaster. Yeah, I mean, refugees, so it's, but... It's so weird. Like, the, this song and dance they got to do where it's like, yeah, we're not really commenting on politics, but the text of the game itself is comment on politics. Yes. Like, the text of the game is, we are headed for massive climate disruption, and we already have a system of nation states that if you have to flee your homeland for some reason you're fucked like yes. you immediately like become you know effectively i think they do they use the term like what's the term they it's use? like it's a word that basically means stateless but is yeah. like not that but you almost get like unpersoned <sighs> right in that dystopian setting where it's like Fuck, what were they called uh no pats no pats not yes. expats but right. no pats Right, and that's kind of the like. The, so the text of the game is like yeah. this is we're we you know we've already kind of built this world to to some extent, um, and so it's just it's very weird that then they get caught out doing this ridiculous song and dance where it's like eh, we don't want it to you know we're not we're not commenting on politics we just wrote a thing that's explicitly like political yeah. now will they have any things to say that are interesting about it i don't know fundamentally it's the series that like wants you to jump out of a you know literally wants you to jump out of the jet and like shoot down a helicopter with a rocket and then fall into another yep. jet that's the series that's the series um and that can be pretty fun more players than ever now there's a big tornado yeah the uh session i like so i saw a little bit of this in their uh preview session where they were talking about like how they're going to make 128 players work because if you've played, sometimes one of the things that can make Battlefield really uneven is that sometimes maps are just too fucking big for, even with like large numbers of players on them, it can be a little sparse um, and a little frustrating that you don't get, like, where do I go to get the cool gunfights or yeah. where do I go to get the like cool vehicle stuff? So the way they're trying to construct these maps is they're trying to create like nodes that funnel people into different like types of action um and then there's spaces that like lead into other versions of battlefield action so it, it seems like they're really trying to solve that problem of people like spreading out too thin well, i guess right. the, the storms and things like that can probably sort of like compress the arena in certain directions as they yeah. go on are there spaces for my brother patrick and i to duel like we did in Chivalry 2, out now. I think so. Probably. I think that's, that, that should become our new thing, is finding games... Where we can... We're, we're participating, in theory, in, 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 a, in, a, in a larger yeah. fight, but that, and we're, it's like, these it's two like brothers are just constantly finding yeah. themselves yeah. dueling. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of Highlander-type situation. Yes. You. Yeah, exactly. I found you. Well, I mean, we, I mean the fact that we... 
re-rolled matchmaking enough times to get into the same matches. Right, because Chivalry 2, which seems like a blast, I want to play some more of it, Yes, has cross-play, but it doesn't have parties across different platforms. Right. So we had to re end on console you can't pull up a server browser at least which on makes sense Most, I, they don't really sure. allow that kind of but stuff. that meant that we couldn't choose a server to be on together so we both just had to count in and go three two one go and it worked on the second time it did work on the second time it yes. did we, we timed it out right and we got lucky yeah and maybe chivalry 2 noticed who could say maybe the so some soul of the game like, oh, wow. soul of the game was like these two are destined to, to face each other on the It's like a wise and old character in a rom-com who's yes. like, they're just, they just don't see. They, yeah, I gotta bring them together. They just have to be together. <laughs> um, Go on, you fool. Get after him. <laughs> uh, Psychonauts 2. Crowbar and Sickle. It says, it's the a Crowbar versus Sickle. Yes. It's good. Uh, a, a rift Apart. A Rift Apart, which people have told us uh-huh. the joke there uh-huh. is a ripped fart. Yeah, and I tweeted at the community manager... Apologies, James, if that's not your official title anymore. Yeah. Commun- you know, James Stevenson, who's one of their kind of like the public-facing guy for a lot of their stuff. Um, I tweeted and I was like, "Hey, is that true?" And and he responded with a gif of like a Power Ranger. It looked kind of looked like Power Ranger looking thing, kind of like Tootin, um, but also with like like a peace sign. So I I chose to interpret that as yes. I think that sounds like a yes to me. Um, Psychonauts 2 is coming out that has a date now, right? August, yes. August 25th? It looks awesome. I'm very excited. Are you a big Psychonauts person? Uh, uh, well, I feel like, You're there, are like la- there are layers of that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, there yeah, are yeah, people sure. who are sure. psycho. And I, one, of, uh, one of my friends is one of those people. Like they yeah. have all sorts of merch and like that game just really like spoke to them and like has, is like an all-time favorite. I really like Psychonauts. Um, yeah. And I'm glad they're making another one. I, when I, a couple of years ago, when I saw like a slice of a level, um, it looked fucking awesome. I was okay. I was actually kind of taken uh, mostly by how good the platforming and combat worked, which is like not the strongest element of the original. Like it's functional, but really, it's the imagination of that game that sings yeah. so well. Yeah. Um, and watching them play it, I was heartened by how much fun it looked to do the play part. So. Yeah. If they can make all that fit together, um, that's really exciting. And yeah, like we, I think I mentioned during the stream, but like the, I think they had mentioned at some point, or I'd heard at some point that like they'd cut a lot of content towards the tail end of the game's development because that was a crowdfunded game, and it was like that's just the only way they were going to be able to stay within their budget. And then when they got bought by Microsoft, Microsoft more or less said like, "Do you want to like just chill and add the rest of that?" And so you know. Studios getting acquired by big companies is often fraught and, you know, a problem, but that's kind of cool that they were able to more fully complete the game. Um, and that came out in August. I mean, there's actually, like, a nice. decent, like, the first half of this coming. year was, like, a little, like, touch and go on game releases, but, you know, especially if you're into smaller stuff, like, there seems to be, like, a nice rhythm of big and small, like, um, this summer going forward. Um, there's some Fallout 76 stuff that I have nothing to say about. I tried playing that game again last year. It didn't really catch me. I didn't actually. I did start. Mm, I did start playing after they added NPCs, but I don't think I got deep enough in. Maybe I didn't. Maybe that stuff would have been earlier. I don't know. I'm not gonna vouch. Um, other big stuff uh, worth worth saying. Or not big, but I thought that game Somerville looked really cool. Yes. 
uh, it seems like an alien invasion, and you and your family have slept through it, and you wake up, and you're like, oh, no. Very <laughs> Inside vibes, which apparently one of the co-founders of the studio that Inside was made by Play Dead broke off to co-found this other studio uh, to make this game Somerville. Uh, called Jump Ship is the name of that studio. That's not dated, but that looked really neat. Rob, how would Somerville respond to an alien invasion? Depends what part of Somerville. Okay. It might also depend what year you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but I would say there are parts of Somerville that would take it in stride mm. uh, and probably send those aliens packing. I think there's also parts of Somerville uh, that would immediately fold up like a tent. And like just join up, like take me away. What do I need to go to the alien labor camps? Yeah, like, pretty much. That seems all right. Yeah. Like I don't think Union Square is going to be putting up much of a fight. Like, ah, uh, sure, yeah. Um, to be clear, I would also be like among those people <laughs> to go to the labor sure. camp. Yeah, I would. I would be like, uh, like my big plan would be some sort of like Shaun of the Dead. Like I must get to Back Bar and I'll ride it out. <laughs> and immediately, like the aliens burst through the door. I'm like, well, you got us. Uh, all right, what do you need me to do? Uh, another another similar, not similar, 2D pixel art, but lots of really great lighting on it game was Replace. Damn, yeah. Uh, so looked so distinct and cool. We immediately were like, oh, I hope this motherfucker ain't canceled. I hope I hope the developer well, I also this- thought There was also halfway through had a, 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 like a, a, a worry in the pit of my stomach, like, like last night is a game. Last, last night. Night. Last, last night. The last, last night. night. The last night. Yes. As I understand, that game is still in development. I believe to, so. to some degree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I, I was like, so. shit. Are we all? Are we all getting excited all for getting... like the like the re-release, like re-debut of <laughs> that game? So it, it looked. It was I think comforting it looked to distinct enough. It had a much that... more a, uh, action uh, vibe. Like yes. I was curious to see the 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 combat that they showed. Was it was hard to parse? Like, well, what am I doing? How much is this a cutscene? Mm-hmm. Um, but the platforming, kind of, or like, kind of like exploration sections, like the part yeah. where they're like climbing the neon sign on the like the side of a building, was just like, oh, mm-hmm. I mean, just it makes all of these kinds of things are like offshoots of like these newfound experimentations in what is two D art and like what right. do we do with pixels? And you know, we see some of this in like the two D HD stuff that Square does, and, and like it's like a really like we went through the full loop of like, oh, it's so cool to make pixel art games and like throwbacks. And then that got like pretty tiring to the point where uh, even me, someone who those games are supposed to speak to, would see that and be like, like, I just can't. I can't do yeah. this anymore. Like, I need something unique A little bit more, about it. Yeah. And then, and then you see the game like the, the was it Electrocad? Electcad. Um, Electcad. Like, like the mechanics of that then, like, go beyond the pixels and I was like that just seems neat and right. like I'm okay with like right. them taking that those, those creative choices anyway it's all to say it's neat to see that now become not just n- like nostalgia bait but like something of its own right. like they're they're finding like a new voice within like that existing kind of pixel framework totally. and also lighting like lighting seems it looks so, so good to, to make um, it seem interesting speaking of 2D things really had really quick just to jump ahead I want to shout out this game called uh, They Always Run, which is showed on the PC gaming show, mm. which similar, like, really cool-looking 2D combat. That sounds like Minority Report type stuff. Uh, I, yeah, it do, I also thought that from the – because that's where that line is from, right? Yeah. Um, everybody uh, runs. Everybody runs. That's what it was. Everybody runs. Uh, this is, seems like more – I would put this in, like, the flashback out of this world. Yes, Sci-fi, okay. but way more action-y. Um, lots of like dodging and ducking and jumping Ooh, and rolling under yeah. and slashing. 
Uh, I'll jump ahead a little bit here. Some walking around, uh, some ex- exploration, some wild yeah, sword right. stuff. Seemed neat. Flashback remains one of like the all time like when I think of like yes. what is a cool game yes. in my internal like like mental dictionary. Flashback. I almost referenced it the other day because I don't remember what game we were talking about, but we were talking about something where. It wasn't all the way open, but there was a couple... Oh, it was Ratchet. We're talking about Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. I think you'd mentioned that there were certain levels that get really wide open. And I think about the times in Flashback where that, yeah. that whole game is linear. That game has a level-based thing, and there are levels that are very straightforward. But there are also levels where it's like, okay, well, you have a bunch of tasks to do. But you're on Earth in the beginning. It's like you've got all these jobs to go do to raise your rank as like a bounty hunter and job taker. Flashback, all-time great game. People should... People should play. I was gonna say they should remake Flashback, but they did, and it wasn't very good. I don't think I've ever. I definitely one of my favorite I definitely games rented Flashback. Very high up, and I think I bounced off the difficulty and never got up that to, makes over sense. that hump as a kid. Sure, because um, they, they ported that. I played that. I know it was a PC game, but I, I, they I definitely played it on had Genesis. A SNES. There's a SNES yeah. and a Genesis. So version, Out of yeah. This World was famously broken in terms of difficulty. Yes. Maybe um, that's what I'm actually thinking of. I probably actually played Out of This World and yeah. didn't play Flashback. Like, that game uh, on Flashback's console the jungle was just, one, right? And then Out of This World is the more... Flashback sci- starts as a jungle one, and then it becomes like a cyberpunk. Right, and but then I mean, when people think, thing. like, that Flashback, first scene. Yes. yes. So I think I actually played Out of This World. No, yeah, not, sure. Yeah, but like, very similar games in some ways. But yeah, Flashback fucking rolls. Um, other Xbox it stuff. again. No, they're not. I'm pretty sure I got a press release about really? that at some point. Okay. Third time. I'm, third time's a charm. Uh, Plague's Tale Requiem. I know y'all both liked that game, right? Did you? Did you ever play that? No, I think I just mostly liked the idea of it. We I saw looked, a demo that I we really liked. I looked from afar. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, cool. Well, I think... You I, played it and liked I, it. I, yeah, I'm, I don't even know that I'm necessarily disagree with Rob. It just hit, like, I was... the Like... It's a, it's an action adventure game with some puzzles mm-hmm. and some stealth and a lot of those and some combat and a, a lot of those individual elements don't work very well. Where if you were to watch them isolated, you would go, "Not really sure I want to spend twelve hours doing this." Mm-hmm. But like the world, the aesthetic, all this just worked enough for me that for the parts that I did like, mm-hmm. like being in this space, being with these, these this brother and sister, um, the weird sort of lore that they were building. Um, and really the aesthetics. Like, the aesthetics are, like, so key to what makes that that, that game uh, have clicked. I was able to forgive all that other stuff. It didn't cause enough friction, I guess. Sure. Like, I was able to just get to the next thing and then get enough of the thing I liked yeah. to keep moving. Um, and there was enough there that I was, like, really excited whether they did a, a, just another game or another game in that world. I was like, okay, yeah. like, pretty easy to pick up some lessons from here and make something that hits a, a broader audience. And also, I was excited that, like, that you know, the Game Pass picked it up because I think A Plague Tale is on Game Pass now. The original, I think, is, is also on there, or was at one point. Because um, it feels like it fits in that space of game that people might not be willing to take a chance on. Spend 60 or 70 bucks on. Right. But... And then it's like, for that developer, it's like, well, do they charge 40 and then, like, make... I mean, it's just, Game Pass kind of solves the issue where it's like, they make their money back, they get to make the game they want to make, yep. and then you have a huge audience that can start taking a chance on that. One thing we didn't talk about, because this came out right before E3, was that um, Microsoft announced that they're going to produce um, hardware for uh, their cloud stuff. And oh, so they're going right. to do like some yes. USB stick equivalent. They're also going to get integrated apps into yeah. smart TVs across the board. Um, and even when they during their, their show, it was a lot of coming to PC, 
uh, or Windows 10, I guess I should yeah, say, yeah. you know, you know, Xbox, um, and then also Xbox Cloud Gaming, because not every game will come, but I mean, I'm sure that's the plan, but um, that's kind of a d differentiated category. Uh, so. That makes sense. Speaking of moving on, uh, we should move on to Halo Infinite, which I'm so, I think they did it right. We have had conversations coming into this saying, what do they do? What do they do? Because remember to set the stage a little bit. Halo Infinite had been rumored for a long time. It had been... Uh, no, they, they announced it extremely it, early. Right, exactly. So they announced it very early. And there had been lots of rumors about what it was. Sure. And then last year, they showed it. It was supposed to summer. ship last year. It was supposed to be a launch title. It was supposed to be a they launch title. It. They showed it, announced it as a launch title. Right. And then the blowback, the memification, people really didn't like some screenshots. It, it, it turned... During the stream, Instant, it wasn't yeah, like absolutely. after the fact, yes. like it developed and snowballed. It, it, it like almost as soon as they were showing the game, and I think this, you know, we were talking earlier about like how maybe some of our job is to be a little more open and understanding of like games and development. Right, I watched that trailer and was like, okay, it's a Halo game. Oh, see, I don't know. Like, I watched it and I was like, I got like this. I was totally. I was the person who was like, okay, uh, but that's how I found about. I also so here's the thing is you don't really care for these games. Right? I liked. I, I okay. loved Halo One through Three. All right, and then I played Halo Four and didn't like it at all. And well, I played Halo Five and thought it was bad. I I agree with those things, but I so why would I feel so? I saw Halo Six and was sure. like or Infinite and was like okay, right. I don't know. I, anyway, well, I looked at I that. Still, I looked at that and like immediately it was like this is, is has already gone bad and people are. Going what was it about it. that trailer that you thought was, was especially well, it looked, bad? It, well? It looked really bland. I think many of us are still sort of chasing that moment when we first saw Halo, yeah. right? Like, I mean, to an extent, like Halo. You'll never opens, see Halo for the um, first time again. Yeah, and that, but I think they're still kind of chasing that, right? Like the sort of awe-inspiring, like, wow, mm -hmm. I didn't know games could do this. Mm -hmm. And they're up against two things now. One is that more and more games like. We can look like anything. There's right. lots of spectacular games. Right. But two, Halo is kind of boxed in aesthetically in some ways to not be able to go in some of these directions because, like, then it's not Halo. It's, it's not, not, not hyper-realistic. Right. It's also not hyper-stylized. Right. Like it it's very readable, as Rob said, during that stream in contrast to something like Battlefield, for instance, where it's willing to be have, throw so much on the screen that it overwhelms the senses in some cases. Halo has to be legible. With every passing game, those uh, multiplayer maps look more and more like really nice laser tag arenas. Sure. And I think once upon a time, like when Halo first came out, maybe I was a little older than this, but there was a, there was a time when like the laser tag arena was one of the coolest places on Earth. Right. And sure. yeah, I, I, so I think there's, there's a bit of that. Um, and yeah, it's just familiarity, probably breeding contempt. But I think to, to the point like of this, of this conversation, it kind of feels like they're trying to like slough off that the expectation and yes. pressure that comes with being Halo. Like, you know what? We're a shooter. Yeah. Like, we're a multiplayer shooter. The man in the armor grabs the laser sword and, like, there's only <laughs> one of them and he runs around yeah. and racks a bunch of cheap kills until somebody with shoddy comes up and fucks <laughs> up his day and yes. then the whole cycle repeats. And then a fucking car comes out of nowhere. In some ways, yeah. that trailer felt like a Battlefield trailer in that it was built about... I mean, there was a, a narrative bit where there was a second Cortana or a post-Cortana <laughs> AI assistant who... We live in a post-Cortana world. We live in a post-Cortana okay, world. Okay, what I love... Uh, I would love if the story of that of that campaign is Master Chief is supposed to be like getting this AI situation under control, but he keeps fucking bonding with them. Yeah, and he's starting to be like, no, I can just set my different like I can set my AI family up like to keep them safe. 
I'm going to start I was supposed AI to be deleted. Huh, weird. Immediately jams <laughs> into a shield jack. Second one in. Yeah, like, uh-huh. you're, you're both weird. in here now. Yeah. Um, but after that story bit, there was the, the the big multiplayer thing. And it was just like, here's the chaos and joy of, of a Halo multiplayer match. We don't need to resell you what Infinite is. We don't need to put, here are the bullet points. What's well, in a launch game here anymore? The, right. Like, the, the, like, the expectation of a launch game is, like... This is moving we are, systems. We are, this is the reason yes. to buy this. And now it has moved into a category which will probably be helpful for both the developers and, like, how that game is, is pitched. It's, like, it's a bigger, bigger Halo. Yeah. And also, the multiplayer is going to be free-to-play. Yeah. Um, and, and sort of detached from the, the campaign. Um, Which is cool. And that's probably sure. healthier all all around. Oh, and Master Chief has grapple now. Okay, he has a grappling hook. We had that in that infinite demo that right. we saw before, right? And the, and the grappling looked like fucking shit in that demo. Like it was, sure. it was did really, it look good today? They didn't show enough of the campaign. Like, it, it looked cool. It looked cool in the multiplayer stuff. I'm sure it least, the audio, which at least gives me a little more confidence that maybe it's a little more. Like it is also the case that. For all the problems or, or the expectations of a, a true next-gen game, right, that yes. like people were kind of instilling upon the reveal of Halo Infinite, it was also, I think, a really poorly constructed demo. Like, I, I actually think what, sure. like, even if the visuals were cranked up. It felt up, very... It, it was slow. Yes. It didn't... It did, there were I, not... The thing that I liked about those first Halo games is those fights felt... Really tense and tactical. I almost always played on a slightly higher difficulty. I wasn't playing on legendary, but I was playing on heroic. heroic. Yeah. And so the way it's meant to be. That's what they say, which I hate that they I say know, that. I know, but, I know, I know. Um, but the that sense of like I have limited choices, but if I use what I have well, I can overcome difficult odds and make progress. And you're right that that demo did not give me any of the like, ooh, what's going to happen here. No, and the, the, the use of the grappling hook was like very boring. I was like, well, if this is all this is, then right. I don't know why you added this to the game. Right. Um, I also think Halo just suffers from the fact that it is slower. Games have, in general just kind of keep getting faster um, yes. to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, and Halo by nature is much slower paced. And so I think that makes it you know, it's a lot. that demo was a lot of like clearly panning an analog stick like know. across a vista. And you know, I think it was that specific moment combined with a poor demo, and also, I mean, like just before that, they announced, you know, either during that or later, they announced, like, yeah, we don't have time to put ray tracing in. Like, we're gonna patch that in later. Um, like, that's that's a yeah. bad. So none of that stuff will be present in the the one that they they ship. Wait, it will be. You're saying? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You believe? I believe. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff. You want to just call out some things from that Microsoft event? Because I mean. As it is developing, as we're talking about it, wow, there are a lot of things that we're talking about at the very least. Yeah, let me. I have a full list. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it myself. Flight Simulator still flying, still flying, still waiting for that smuggling expansion. Age of Empires four still Age of Empires. Tough to show in a trailer, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like it's there are other a, trailers out there that are. Yeah, it's deeper. such a traditional RTS in yeah. some ways. Well, I don't know that. I'm assuming by the way it looks, but right. Like, Relic's making it. I don't know what that means for Age of Empires. Ooh, I didn't realize that was Relic. That's interesting. Yeah, they got like, uh, I want to say, I think Relic is Sega owned. And That's I think they got farmed out to do this. Um, so I, I'm curious what it means. Uh, it, it looks pretty. Um, I'm yeah. curious like how it plays. Yeah. Outer Worlds 2, they showed some comedy bits where they're like making oh, really, a trailer. Yeah. A really funny, a funny trailer. trailer. That I, yeah. As I like pointed out while we were watching it, was... The good the, vibes version. Of, well, it was like the well, it, yeah, it was like the comic send up that Devolver was really trying to yeah. have or tries to capture, while 
also didn't. It, it wasn't punching down. It was like it was like I saw on Twitter uh, someone say uh, <laughs> it's very funny to see a trailer making fun of announcement trailers um, that also also has a bunch of developers nodding their heads, going like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally." And, and that that is also a game that I am excited to see if they get sort of a similar treatment to Double Fine and Psychonauts, where um, maybe a bit, little bit bigger of a budget, you know, a little yeah. more like a longer leash. Like I ended up, I think we were all more on the same place, like not yeah. really liking Luke that game by the best. Like I started best. started pretty strong where it's like, cause like, oh, I like these types of games. Mm-hmm. And then other than like, you know, Pavarni, a handful of characters. Like, just, and, it all feels like, and maybe this is to your point about like, maybe they get a little more resources. So much of that game, so many parts of that game felt a little half built. Yeah. Even some, some of the more like memorable locations, like when you finally get to one of the wealthy planets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like sort of the imperial core of, of this, of the uh, system. Even that like looks visually distinct. It's kind of cool, but still feels kind of empty and weird and lifeless in a way that like and the starting in. town never did. It, for whatever reason, I think about that game a lot and it feels, and this is such a, a cliche critique to make about a, a RPG, yeah. but theme worldy. And I don't mean that in a do the things one after the other linear way that, that sometimes you talk about like MMOs. I mean that going to that planet felt like going to like going to Disney and now you're in the yes. Magic Kingdom and now yes. you're in uh, uh, World of Tomorrow or whatever and now you're in Epcot. And that's what it felt like to go from world to world there. It felt so like, oh, I'm switching modes. I'm going over yeah. here and this is a little boxed in, you know, and it's meant to be understood as being almost abstracted yes. from a hole that you can't see because it would be too big. And that's fine, but it – but. So much more I get out of the joy of that style of game. New Vegas doesn't feel boxed in, even though it very much is, even in ways where there are invisible boxes all around you being built by the different levels of enemies and what types of gear you can get and all that stuff. So, like, it's it's weird that that game felt like that. And I'm curious about the second one, but I'm not – my expectations are middling at this point. Yeah, I would still sign up for a second one because here's the weird thing. The memorable memorable characters and dilemmas were really memorable and really well executed. It just felt like it led with all its best material and that it steadily sort of runs out of gas. Um, So maybe Outer Worlds 2. And I never played Uh, any DLC either. Uh, DLC seemed cool, but I I didn't stick with it. Like I played a bit of it with Edward during the last save point. It seemed neat. Okay, sure. Uh, Also there... Redfall, new Arcane Austin joint. Yeah. They closed with an Arcane game, mm-hmm. which, which is, is cool. surprising. Yeah. Feel a little, little targeted by that. <laughs> Arcane Austin, I should disclose. Evan Narciss, who co wrote that New Day comic with me, apparently wrote on it. I only found that out after. <laughs> when you, this. When I, you tweeted, I remembered vaguely. You just tweeted it out. Yeah, I did. I actually suddenly vaguely remember, like, oh, yeah, he mentioned working with Arcane on some stuff like a year ago or whatever. Right. So I, we never talked about details about that. Uh, but but um, that is. Open world, single That's, or co-op, though the trailer really emphasized four characters working together using abilities. Which is yeah. what you and I were discussing after watching yes. the trailer was, uh, well, what does that mean for solo? Play? Yes. Like, you, there was a sequence, the sequence that sticks out to me in particular was two people stuck on the ground. As Not gameplay, by the way. But right, yeah. CG, well, it, it was kind of like, seems... like the Suicide Squad trailer from, from last year, yes. which like a CG trailer that is meant to convey mechanics. Yes. Because they're not ready to show the game. But um, there's a sequence where like two characters are running along the ground, running away from this horde, and would otherwise be cornered. 
Um, and then a character like shot them like a magic elevator that like brought them up to the rooftop. Right. And I was like, well, so if that's the cell of like th- this is gonna be, this is what we envision the game to be. Yeah. What does that mean when you're playing by yourself? Is that AI characters? Mm-hmm. Is or is there other ways that's accounted for? I don't know, and it's too early to tell. But it's not even like a red flag. It's more just I wonder how they're totally handling that. Um, and also because it is a shift for what that studio has made in the past. Right. Um, Arcane Austin was the Prey team, yeah. uh, and we were pretty high on Prey around here. You know that, uh, but they have not made what this is. This is being called an immersive shooter. Versus an immersive sim, right? Um, there and it's it seems like it's very actiony, and the fact that they're leaning on terms like open world Prey had suggests a lot of something. Action. It did more than Dishonored, right? Even right. Uh, so I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm. Well, Prey had a lot of action that you had. There was no choice. Like you were meant to be in, to be in combat, a fight. right? Yeah, like yeah, whereas yeah. Dishonored, yes. you know, the whole you know stealth, non-stealth. Whereas right. Prey was like, okay, maybe sometimes you can walk around a thing, but in general, we expect you to be. Right. Uh, apparently, they also worked on uh, Youngblood a little bit, which mm. we only—I barely touched Youngblood. I know yeah, you bounced I, off at of some it, point. Right? I, at some point, I wished, or maybe I will get around to doing that before yeah. Wolfenstein Three gets, uh, whenever that's announced, because I, I do want to see where the that, that story is important to the arc of that series. But mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't get a chance to to play that. Yeah, so I'm curious about that. Um, other stuff that was there. I shout outs to Ayudin Chronicle Hundred Heroes and Ayudin Chronicle Rising, two of the kind of Suikoden uh, inheritor games. One well, made by the actual people yes. that made yeah. Suikoden. Twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three for those. What, so a while. So what, is that, wait, what does that mean? Like what? There are two uh, different games. No, I think it's a sequel. I think they're two different games. Oh, I think okay. they're saying, hey, there's another one coming. I All guess right. I don't know for a fact. I was guessing. That's how I. That's how I. That's cool though. I I always wanted to play. So we can so like, it's so cool to collect 102 characters. 108. I think 108. I'm sorry. That's okay. 108 stars. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> okay. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's I, didn't, been a long time. I didn't cast myself as the Suica expert. Yeah, it's fine. What was we, what was the what was Brad? How did Brad uh, pronounce it? Suicoden. 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 Uh, yeah, I really liked Suicoden too as a kid. Okay. Uh, I played. One, two, and three, I want to say, but I really like two. Three was when they jumped to PS2? Three? I remember one on a ship. I think that was three, and I think okay. I didn't like three. And I have a friend, I think that that's correct. Well, in, in general, people correct only really like the first two. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, think I remember right. the cover art for three. I think is like blue and yes, with yeah, the, with the with ship. ship. I, I yeah, like, yeah. Those were like one of the first threes that I covered. Yeah. Was uh, I think somehow I found myself interviewing the Suikoden team at four is the ship. So four might oh, be the one I didn't okay. like. Maybe I still right. like three. Anyway, nice to have one of those uh, coming. Also, uh, other stuff. I, there was I feel like we skipped one other big. Oh, Atomic Heart, which saw some gameplay of. I think Rob, you said I'm still not convinced that's a game. I think <laughs> I think they released some longer gameplay. I know. I know. Recently. I just feel like I've seen. A thousand yeah. slice trailers yeah. for that. I am now at this point don't need to see any more of that. The thing is they, put out, they put out a ten minute gameplay trailer in twenty nineteen. That's so they've that's been also, making it's also kind slices. of what I mean. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I, I I want to see what it seems like it's getting closer to being a, a thing. Yeah. Um, First but, person game uh, in the sort of shock, bioshock uh, style, prey style, yeah. ability left hand, gun right hand type of thing, ex- exploring a. Facilities. It's a Game Pass game. 
right? I think that they, yes, it is a game plus. And that makes it confident that it's a real game. Like, I don't know if it's a good game, but it's like, well, they signed... They signed a deal to, you know, put it out on the yes. on the platform. That makes sense. Uh, I think that's kind of the biggest stuff. There were other things there, but I think we could probably move on. Finally, Square Enix. Yep. A lot of Guardians of the Galaxy. A lot. A lot. Too much. Too much. <laughs> Too much. And I think that would be true even if people were warmer. Yes. Like it would. It just took too much. Too much of a There are very few games I want 20 full minutes of right. in well, such a short... Well, usually the way they do that is you get the trailer, snippet of gameplay, developer interview. We'll see you in the post-show where we're going to walk through gameplay, explain yeah. the mechanics. So people right. who want to stick around... That's we're, the Nintendo... We're, vo- the Treehouse, treehouse right? right? Like, yeah. And that's, that, that's a way where you don't turn off an audience that is fine sitting through the Guardians thing yeah. because they want to see what you know Square Japan is up to. Um, and then you turn an audience hostile because you've just kind of outstayed your welcome, regardless of the quality of the thing. But Square didn't have maybe as much to show as people were <laughs> This hoping. is also this true. Is the other yeah. thing. Like, this is, again, this is the weird, like, I think, you know, the way we opened the show, I think Square was freshest in my mind, where it's like, hey, E3 is about, like, showing off your wares. Yeah. What if the cupboard is empty? And that's kind of how the entire Square presentation Which means the Guardians like, of the Galaxy thing was almost like when... You have a box of cereal as a kid, and you're like, I'm going to learn every word on this box of cereal. I'm going to read it over three times. Yeah. Because they showed us the same footage. So they showed us a trailer. Yep. And that trailer was fine. Yeah. You know, 90-second trailer, two-minute trailer, whatever that was, 2.30. Then they showed us the behind the scenes. Hey, developer everyone's excited chat. about this. That developer chat, same footage from that same those same mm-hmm. yeah. trailer. Then they showed us a, a 15-minute long gameplay segment, give or take. Maybe it was 12 minutes. And that was where most of that footage had come from. But now we get to see the dialogue options. Now we can see the action, maybe too in depth. Saw how slow it was. And yeah. by the third time you're seeing those sudden jokes land, it's like, ooh, okay. And that's not even the fault of the jokes. Most right. jokes don't land three times in a row right. and still retain any humor. Yeah. And yeah, like, I you go think- five or six times, though, like chaos, which we'll get to, and then it gets good again. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I think if they done a thing where it's like, hey, we're revealing Guardians of the Galaxy, I think that gets a slightly warmer reception of like, okay, cool. I am su- I am signed up to see how you're making this game. But here right. it's like, here it was Square Enix is showing everything it's got, yeah. and it's Guardians. And it's going to be a, uh, I don't know, I feel, I feel like the Guardians themselves are kind of a divisive property, because I think the how much do you like those movies, right? Mm-hmm. And then this is going to be like an attempt to uh, file off the serial number a little bit on the movies. <laughs> right. to, James to Gunn tr- is not here, but uh, his cultural imprint means that we have to follow. We have to gun. do this, yeah. And so it, yeah, it's just a long. It's a weird project to spend that much time with, and uh, I, you know, I ended up like. <laughs> this sounds like such a cop out, but genuinely, I hope it's good. Like, yeah, a, a cool, like, you know, adventure, like action adventure RPG type thing where you're like going around with your crew through the galaxy, like getting up to hijinks. That sounds cool. That didn't look like particularly fun, a particularly fun crew to hang out with. Like, I liked their take on Rocket. Sure. Um, Groot still got it, big guy. <laughs> you know, the, the magic's still here mostly. Uh, that's all fine, but none of it really sang. And then the combat did look. It's weird. It was like, on the one hand... They showed yeah. too much combat without explaining what was going on. 
And so as I was trying yeah. to deduce what was occurring, by adding one of my comments during the stream was, boy, it sure feels like instead of giving, instead of building out the ability to play as all the characters, you're commanding their abilities. Yes. But those abilities look a lot cooler to do than the things that Star-Lord Star is do. doing. And maybe that feels different when you're playing it, or maybe it's better yeah. when a developer is sitting here and like, hey, let's explain what, how this is occurring, what, how, what systems you're playing with as the player and managing. And it's just, at a certain point, it all just kind of blurred together. Well, and what I started almost, seeing was like, oh, the, like, the combat here is not very snappy. Yeah. And it feels, it looks slow. And it all kind of just sort of melded together. And some of those like special moves that the other characters were doing felt like cooler also because they did more damage than yeah. Star-Lord did, right? Because they're supposed to act, they're like acting like your character's special moves, basically, right? right, right? Yeah. yeah. And so it looks cooler, but... And in maybe, the end, you're, well, you're the character you're controlling is just kind of running around and dodging. And shooting actually, key shooters. That's yeah. a good point because, yeah, it, you're right. They feel like Star-Lord's hot bar. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think when I, when I first started, saw that combat, I was like, this would, like, it almost implied, like, I would be more interested in, like, the leaning in on the tactic side where it's right. like, okay, Gamora, you go over here and do this. Like, Rocket, you, you get set up over here. And that would be cool, but instead, the way the whole system's activated is, like, I want to shoot Austin. Right. And wow. I'm just going to unload Harsh. with Rocket, Gamora. Right. Uh, Rocket, just, yeah, do your do your your RPG, then, then Gamora, do the sword slice. Yeah, but it's, like, that's not really a tactical, like, like it's just, like, I'm pointing them like a gun yeah. at my yeah. target, yeah. and that's yes. it. And they're, like, um, passively doing damage lightly. Elsewise, yeah. right. Elsewhere. Yeah. But, yeah. So that didn't look yeah. great. Uh, well, and even the movement of Star Lord felt looked kind of like weirdly slow. Like it reminded me of some of the the earlier like Hulk sections of that Avengers game yeah. that they made that felt like yeah. just like oh not, just like too heavy. Just, like yeah. I understand that the Hulk's supposed to be heavy, but they didn't quite like make it feel right. I don't know. Totally. Yeah. Which again, to a thing that we talked about before the podcast, this is Idos Montreal. This is not the type of game they've made before. They were the Deus right. Ex studio. Right. That's that what they were studio had to do. guns, but uh, even in Deus Ex, even in the second one, uh, the second, the I think this might one, actually be the Thief team. I like. I, okay, I don't, well, guess what? <laughs> also not. Uh, not a combat heavy like, Less combat heavy right. than the Deus Ex games. I might be wrong on that. but uh, um, Either way, it's just not what they do. And so I'm sure they've staffed up. I'm sure they've trained. I'm sure they've sure. done all that stuff. But, uh, my Which is what Crystal did not, when they were building Avengers coming off of Tomb Raider games. But yes, that's... That's a big exactly. pivot. Like, whereas it doesn't feel as big of a pivot for Arcane to with with Redfall. Right. That seems like oh, I can see how that extends out of Me what too. they've done yes. before. Yes. Whereas, like, doing a you know uh, a, a first person like slow paced uh, immersive sim yeah. is very different than a, a brawler with yeah. a ton of combat. Yeah, totally. Um, it was not the only thing they had there, despite it being twenty minutes. Mm. Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster question mark we were hoping that it would be we went into that segment being like i hope this isn't just hey the final fantasy games one through six deserve to have versions available at that you know on contemporary consoles on pc on steam blah, blah 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 that don't look like the mobile game ports where fans aren't expected to come in with a mod to make them look better right and then i have no idea what those games look like i have no idea it's 30 second mobile. trailer yeah. well i Big red flag, like a mobile and PC only. Yeah. Didn't like that. Don't um, I, I was poking around to see if we had learned anything more. Did you find it anything? It doesn't seem. Yeah. 
And I saw them say, oh, you buy those separately. That's I, That I've seen. Oh, really? it's just say. like a shell for you to buy individual games? It might even just be six different games. It mm. might just be a title, Pixel Remaster. Okay. Um, and maybe I'm wrong about this, and, the, and what I saw was wrong, but I'm pretty sure what that's what I saw. What does Pixel Remaster even mean, then? It runs at 4K? I don't know. I don't know. The pixels look right on an HD I can, screen. I can do that on I a computer. I would like that. Yeah. We don't need to talk about Avengers. Nope. We don't need to talk about Hitman Sniper. Nope. We don't need to talk about Near Reincarnation, the mobile game that we've known about. No, gotcha when it comes game. out, when we'll, it comes talk out we'll talk about it. We don't need to talk about the other two mobile Final Fantasy games. Three, because there's Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier of the Battle Royale. Yeah, it doesn't look very good. I don't think it looks great. I mean, I'm, said that I'm... You're ready. I, there's there's a you know there's a group of sickos out there laughing at the window of that game. You're sickos. I'm sickos. 100%. What if, if it was on PC, I'd be sickos with you. Yeah, the, the fact that it's mobile only is kind of like yeah uh, makes it even sicker. But just like I don't know, oh, I, really I, got, enjoyed... I got a Bluetooth this Dual Sense to my iPhone. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, the other one, I really wanted to see Babylon's Fall and be like, yo, Babylon's Fall, platinum joint. No. Hard no. Some of the wide shots of the shots of the city look nice. Yeah, I think that there's some <laughs> cool looking gameplay. I'm gonna go watch that longer dev interview and see if there's something there that really moves me. Uh, the combat's kind of weird. You're like posted up. If it's one to four players, it's a live service game. Yep. You're climbing a tower called Babylon. Uh, it's kind of a, a fantasy RPG looking world with some unique stuff. Um, you're the camera. I kept thinking it was a mobile game because the camera in most of what we saw had the characters off to the side and you were kind of not looking over their shoulder per se, but they were, it was almost like, um, I, what, what was that mobile game with the sword? So like one of the first epic chair, chair games made it. Fuck. It was like punch out, but yeah. with swords. Yeah. And they made a bunch of them and like, you're the king and you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. If Patrick was listening, he would know. Hit me again. Chair, game, epic, mobile. Shadow Complex. No. no. Uh, Infinity Blade. Infinity Blade. Infinity it had sort of an Infinity Blade off to the side. If I'm remembering that game right, you're not center of the screen. You're on the side of the screen, like almost like a sort no, of... No, because it's supposed to represent your finger like, you know, like... Are there, are there right, so maybe I'm wrong about that. But I'm talking about uh, in relation to oh. what this, where you're like off uh, Babylon's Fall, where you're right. off to the side. Right. It's not like a behind-the-back thing. I'm, I'm, I'm belaboring this point, I know, but it's very strange. And it doesn't feel like it has any of the snappiness or heft of my favorite type of, plat, uh, of platinum game. Right. Uh, and that was disappointing. Uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe there will be a lot of mechanical build depth or something. But I feel like I'm starting from a lower place where I now think that game just looks bad. And I'm hoping... Which maybe is good in the long run. Maybe it's good that I come into it feeling very bad on it and end up feeling like, okay, I'm turning it... The other thing is I'm coming off of Astral Chain, which I reviewed and hated. Right. So, or felt was, there was like three good levels in that game, I think. And, but mostly I was bored the whole time I was playing it and getting S ranks. It was and long, that's, too. It was very long. It was very long. Give me Bayonetta 3. Please. Yeah, that wasn't here. Please. I guess that would be at, that would be at, Nintendo. at Nintendo. Life is Strange remaster and then Life is Strange True Colors. Yep. The Psychic Power of Empathy. Go watch the original. Yeah, if you haven't seen much of that game, go watch the original presentation from yeah. a couple months back. It does a much better job, I think, of underscoring why that game could be pretty, pretty cool. I don't think I'm, they I'm say the second part of Empathy during that one. They show that there, is the thing. In the first one? Yeah. They say the words of the psychic power of empathy. I haven't seen that trailer in 
three months. But I, I feel like we would have had a much. They said empathy. Reaction. They definitely. Well, we weren't in a room. Yeah, that's true. You know, I just do not remember hearing that. I until did today. like how she's just got a watchdog watchdog's ability. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you just hack people's brain and, like, but don't worry. It's cool and not alarming. Because um, you're going to Clarence the Angel them. I have a correction. Ah. Uh, this is July. Uh, sorry, this is uh, March 18th. Ah. This is in a chat I'm in. LMAO. LOL. The psychic power of empathy. Damn it. Wow, it hit Shit. so you forgot that and, and then, it hit twice. It hit yeah. twice. It hit wow. twice. Yeah. So, so that's, yes. just good, that's just good wordsmithing on that's their just, part. They just they zeroed right in on what would work. <laughs> that's the whole thing is that whole phrase, the reason we started counting it during this stream segment was because it felt like someone told them this this is a bullet point. Hit right. the psychic power of empathy so that it drills into their heads and they think, Oh yeah, that's the game with the psychic power of empathy. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? It, Funny it, boy it, baby the, the more we say it, it the more we, it feels like we're saying it's just weirder. the power of empathy, which is psychic, instead of her power. She has a psychic power that psychic, called empathy. That is empathy. But, but also, really, I mean, it's also a bad name. Yes, that's the thing. She's we're, hearing people's thoughts. Yeah. And the word empathy is misleading. Yeah, it's. I mean, she probably is empathetic. Well, sure. They're choosing a very soft word for a very invasive, invasive power. power. <laughs> oh, I just have empathy powers. No, you read my mind. You looked in my mind and saw an argument I had with somebody. That yeah. was not just empathy. Yeah. Uh, you heard the words I said. You didn't just, like, catch a vibe. Right. And, like, the thing they showcased today was, like, it seems like you are – first of all, like, there's the element where if people are really going through it, you enter uh, sort of their mindscape of, yes. like, how their mo- – the, the world that's shot through uh, there. please. Yeah. And – you see the world as shot through their emotions and it's very scary and symbolic and fucked up. Um, but then of course you just like, well, I guess with my totally benign powers, it's time for me to just get in there with a wrench and start, uh, you know, just doing a little fixer upper, yeah. uh, on these people. Yep. Yep. Like it seemed like somebody was going through like massive grief and it was like, I just got to get in there. I can fix this. <laughs> Put me in coach. Yeah. A bad relationship situation between two people. And I think that I mean, the game is like, do you get involved or not? How do you handle that stuff? I'm curious about it despite yeah. this. I like that initial trailer. Even when even when she picked up the guitar and played Creep by Radiohead, I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Let's go. Finally. Stranger <laughs> of Paradise. Yes. Final Fantasy Origin. Concept and creative producer and character design, Tetsuya Nomura. Director Daisuke Inoue, producer Jin Fujiwara, story and scenario Kazushige. Nomura took Nojima. the beautiful art of what is a Yoshitaki Imano, isn't that the yeah. original? Uh-huh. Go look up that. Go look up that it's art different. for those original Final Fantasy uh, games, and then look. We're talking about chaos, and they just announced Warhammer 40K Chaos Gate. That sure was that announced? I thought, I thought, we, I thought I played that last week. Really? <laughs> I don't know. It says we, August 2021. Okay, sure. <laughs> Sure, I'm seeing this 40K Chaos thing. Gates. There's always another Warhammer game. Even after we did a Warhammer Skull Showcase, there's always another one. They held they held a little treat back for the faithful. I actually think this is one that we saw Probably. during that event. Sounds oh, really okay. familiar. It, yeah. it seems very unlikely to do a giant Extreme Warhammer right. thing Extreme and then save one for E3. Yeah. Save one for the PC Gamer Show at E3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No offense to the PC Gamer Show. No, no, but they just did a whole one. Um, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy, Origin. We had heard... 
you know what? Let's credit is where credit's due. I was going to say Imran over Imran at Fanbyte. Final Fantasy. Or PlayStation's about to turn off, by the way. You know, tap oh, it. Just tap that. I mean, it doesn't. It's this. Rumor. Spoiler alert. The, the thing's fucking broken. And you, it's not going to try it. It's, you should try it. We should try it live. We okay. will, I will. I will explain more later. Over the weekend, a number of Imran Khan over at Fanbyte. Over the weekend, a number of rumors swirled about possible E3 announcements, as traditionally happens in the weeks leading up to the industry trade show. In particular, a rumor seemed to swirl around two websites, Reddit and Gaming Forum Reset Era, about a new Final Fantasy spinoff that Square Enix is announcing this year. Uh, our sources have, co- have corab- uh, corroborated the rumor and suggest the name of the game is Final Fantasy Origin. Um, uh, Team Ninja, Koei, Koei Tecmo's in-house development team behind games like Ninja Gaiden, Neo, and the Final Fantasy fighting game, Dissidia NT. So there is a crossover there already. Um, the rumors go on to say that it's a genre like Neo or the Souls game and that it would take place in or adjacent to the world of the first Final Fantasy game. On the NES, that was the rumor in the lead-up here. Imran says expected to play similar to Neo, but more accessible for a wider audience, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That was those are the rumors weeks ago. Today we've seen this game. How would you describe this game? In a, in a word, chaos. Chaos. I'm here to kill chaos. What? It the entire d- thing felt like a bit. Yes. It looks terrible. It. It does not look good <laughs> it does not look good like i think we all again we were maybe misled by the rumors a little bit yeah it was so i, I had to throw that us. aside it looks like a bad character action game. yes oh I mean yes but it really felt bad what i wanted was yes the world of final fantasy one i'm thinking of big dragons like i'm like very traditional fantasy yeah. stuff with um like because the the world of neo is tongue-in-cheek in many that game those games mm-hmm. are very tongue-in-cheek in places but they're playing like a lot of japanese myths very straightforward in terms of the depiction of oni and yokai and other mythological beasts um and i was like okay well if they bring that sort of attention to this kind of very traditional fantasy world in final fantasy one that could be really cool you're like walking through the woods you're on the mountaintops etc not so much you're kind of going through an evil castle yelling a lot and the combat looks Oh weightless. God, the, the, it's, like they didn't. Sh- I didn't really get any sense of the mechanics. Like I don't. Like, I don't yeah. know. Well, there's a demo that's not working. Uh, yep. Um, you know what I mean. Like they're the, the key to those types of games. Sometimes they can be hard to convey. Like yes. what is it like to play that? What is the weight of the animation? What is the weight of the, the player character? They showed a bunch of different weapon types, which is like Neo. Yeah. They showed like a big, like dual-handed great sword doing huge combos, like spin around, jump up, uppercuts. They showed like a spear doing, you know, dash forwards and stuff. Lots of this guy grabbing enemies and turning them into red crystals and then smashing yeah, them. There was a lot of crystals. There were a lot of crystals. There was like a two handed sword, maybe a shield and a sword. Oh, but yeah, I didn't get a sense of. It was a lot of cutting between when the main character was doing combos, not here's an encounter yeah. that's playing out where you can sense the rhythm and pacing, which is probably why it felt Nothing so Nothing looked yeah. like there was like give or take in the action or like sort of the dance uh like right. none of that stuff um and also yeah the fact that the character like what's his motivation uh he wants to kill chaos and the fact that every scene like he opens a door opens and he's like chaos <laughs> and it's like it is again it feels like a gag like he is a he's a, he's a anime character like the buffoon character in an anime well, it's like he's well, just always going on it's funny you say this i have a quote here from nomura Namura. 
The concept and planning of Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin came around the time after Dissidia uh, Duodecim Final Fantasy. I thought to myself that I wanted to have a game focused not on, the ca not on character battles, but on locations where actions take place. After some time passed, I started planning a new Final Fantasy with the themes of, quote, a story of an angry man. Okay. More time passed, and I was able to combine both separate concepts into one cohesive plan, which is what you see now. Even though this is a Final Fantasy game, it doesn't feel like one. Uh, however, the blood of Final Fantasy runs thick with this game, even so. Ugh. It was a, quite a difficult compromise, which led to challenges for, the, for the, this austere title. You said austere like eight times today. It has to get out of our vocabularies. It's, it's in there like a fucking virus. While it may take some time before the game is complete, the battle system is heavily linked to the story that incorporates a lot of bloodshed, and I hope don't give it a shot. So it's a story of an angry man and a, a, a focus on not character battles, but locations where actions take place. That's Ooh. Garland. That Garland does show up. The, the Yes, the Final Fantasy 1 boss Garland. I never played Final Fantasy 1. Oh, that was terrific. I loved that. The whole, like, there was a knight who went looking to fight chaos. All I remember was he had this beautiful set of armor, and, like, okay. Well, like, he did have a beautiful set of armor, especially compared to the main character, who seems to be wearing, like, workout wear. He, like, rolled out of bed. He's like, I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready to fucking I'm angry. I'm Where's angry. the chaos? Gotta eat yeah, it. Yeah, but also, it's like, people should have looked at Garland and been like, man, that guy's clearly going to turn evil. Yeah, that guy's wearing some evil armor. Like, wow, he's, uh... <laughs> It's sort of like he's an armored mummy, really. I don't know. It's probably it'll probably be fine. <laughs> it's probably fine. You know, is that uh, where Garlean really... comes from? What is that? Where Garlean comes from? Probably in yeah. Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. yeah, that sounds that, that sounds like sense. the sort of thing they would do. Right. Right. Lots of lots of that's like half of a of a nod. Half of right. A nod. That's, what, that's the word I was looking for. Like yeah. homages to yes. the other yes. Final Fantasies. Um. Whew. Well. That was square. That was square. Do you want to hit play on this thing and we can live see if it works? Yeah. I bet it won't. It won't. Hold on. One second. Oop. We're going to move good. it over live, even though we're in the middle of a podcast. Pew. That's fine. We'll, na we'll narrate it appropriately for the, the audio listeners. Become a Jedi on PS5. Move over. Stranger Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin trial version. Within the, the memory, memory of, of their <laughs> struggle. Wait, go down. Let's read that. Can you see more? View product. That Within the memory of their struggle, buried deep in their hearts. Dot, friend, dot, dot. Friends who play. Five. Okay. Mm -hmm. Play game. Can't continue using this game or app. This data is corrupted. Delete so that means, five. I believe, when it says people Chaos. who play, is that five friends who've downloaded or five friends that are currently on this screen? I think maybe they've just seen this or have seen this in the last hour since it launched. Close game or app. Uh, that guy's covered in blood. Yeah. Hence the anger. Hence the anger. I'll download this. And try it. And, yeah, and my, my understanding is have some patience. Uh, the process to to probably address this is not like it won't be an hour from now. Right. Probably. Right. Right. So, probably not. Right. No. I will say. I will say no. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, that would be. I, I would suspect it gets taken down so that it. Do you think it was? Do you think it was meant to be? Yeah. No. Launched? Yes. yes. Okay. I think there, there was a. This was a fuck up. That makes sense. Uh, which sucks. You know, a lot, a lot of work goes into yeah, prep of something course, like this. Of course. And then, I mean, it did end by saying cool like, "Hey, it's cool, it's cool when you can." Uh, th that's exciting. Like that. That was that's right. exciting when it's like, "Oh shit, the demo's out!" Like, let's go check it out. Sure. Like that's. And also, then we could have like, answered some of our questions about like, 
How was that a bad, Was that a bad trailer? Like, right. oh, once you get in there, right. oh, actually, it's doing something kind of cool with uh, of course. the Dodge and, um, you know, so hopefully by, the, you know, tomorrow there'll be something sorted out, but it's, uh, it's not as easy as just, like, when you work on consoles, you have to, there are layers. Yeah. You can't just flip a switch, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, was that it? I think that might be it. I think that could be it. Whew. We are going to wrap up here. Yep. And we're going to end this podcast. Yep. We'll be back uh, on the internet later this week. We're going to take tomorrow when we're recording this tomorrow. Correct. Off. Rest our heads. I have other podcasts to go do that aren't I was like, I might ones. work tomorrow and save that day for I know. Yeah, day. this is the thing. Is like I might also I do, do that, but not – yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll have more to talk about later this week because E3 technically continues. Um, shout outs to everyone who came through over the weekend, whether Danielle. you're on the podcast or not. Danielle, Emmanuel. Alex, Emmanuel, Jason, Jason Joseph. Lorenzo. Joseph. Joseph. Lorenzo did not come through. Did he, wasn't he playing with them? No. Uh, who, was, who was the other one? Who was on? I don't know who was remote. Jordan. Jordan oh, Pearson Jordan. Okay. was on, I believe. We couldn't hear Jordan. Team Motherboard. Team Motherboard. Gita. Including, here, obviously, Team Emily. Uh, Emily. Emily. That Sim segment was great. It was. All these VODs are great. You should go back. If you're listening to this now, you should go back and watch our coverage. Because and, our coverage also included The Sims. Yep. And Patrick and I are watching Elden Ring's trailer for the first time together. Yeah, spending nine, <laughs> spending 90 minutes watching other Souls, Souls trailers in the lead-up. I liked it. It was good. It was really fun. Um, uh, us playing some chivalry today. Mm-hmm. Us playing Fast and the Furious Highway Heist, which Great. might uh, be my might highlight of yeah. E3 so far. It was a that's, perfect morning. But that, that, is, great. that is less on E3 yes. and more on how fun that, that game was. That was really fun. That was really fun. People should go watch that for sure. Uh, obviously, thank you, Patrick, Rob, Cotto. Uh, thank you to uh, uh, everybody who, who helped make sure that we had this space available behind the scenes. Who helped Kato get equipment, et cetera, et cetera. And Jason and Motherboard did a lot of behind 100, the scenes. 100%. A ton. Including, like, hey, man, it appears my hotel room got canceled. Figure it Fix out. that out. Hey, our security Fixed. situation is weird. Fix that. Fix. Don't worry about it. Email sent. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track. Miss you off the EPPL machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B O E N. People watching live and listening, if you have enjoyed this coverage, genuinely, the only reason this coverage exists is because of Waypoint Plus. If you want to support that and allow us to keep doing things like this, tighten the screws, make sure that like production is smoother in the future. Waypoint, a lot of this was like a, all right, that was... Knock the rust off. Yeah, like what What do we need? Yes. What yes. is going to go wrong here? Like what What? What do we want to do as yeah. a group? What is the response? Like, exactly. You know, and that part has been fun. Waypointplus.com will take you to a page that answers some questions about what Waypoint Plus is, Bonus content, bonus podcast. It allows us to do things like this. It allows us to do Twitch streams. Um, we love your support. We're so thankful for your support. We would love even more support. We know more of you are out there listening. Uh, and if you could toss us a couple bucks a month, five bucks a month, that would be great. Yeah. You can also buy an annual uh, subscription now, waypoint.zone. Or slash to a friend. Yeah, slash annual or slash carrot for the gift version of the link. Um, anything else? You can find us twitter.com slash waypoint, mm-hmm. waypointadvice.com. You can find me, twitter.com slash Austin underscore Walker. Patrick. You can find me at Patrick Klopik. Rob. At Rob Zachney. Hello.
at a underscore Cotto underscore appears. We'll be back later this week with another episode of Waypoint Radio. Until then. Oh, also, we'll, uh, we're going to do at least another, probably another thing with Nextlander. Yes, we'll probably do the Nintendo thing on Tuesday. That'll probably be the other. That thing makes that we the do. sense. That yeah. that makes the sense. Mm-hmm. And then the we'll most. maybe play some stuff too. Who can it say? The most sense. Until then, I think we need both of these today. Rob, what, what do you say? At what? The, what do you say at the end of a podcast? Now that we're in the spectacle of E3, what ought people not do at the end of a podcast when you host it's, a podcast? Wait, let them. Let them. Wait, what? At I, the I, end I, of a podcast, is what is your what is your thing? What is your What's thing? What's my sign off? Oh my god! Do not. Oh, that got canceled. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.